Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny, with our special guest Ace Frehley right around the corner. But first, I got to tell you about Mack Weldon. Whatever you're wearing right now, they are better than it. Mack Weldon is a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Not only, hear me out now, do Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good? Damn it, they perform well too. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which of course means they eliminate odor. You don't like the first pair? Keep it. You got to keep it. And they'll still refund you, no questions asked. Uh, Listen, I'm wearing uh, Mack Weldon underpants right now. They are very comfortable. They do everything I'm asking them to do down there, right? They keep everything in tight and loose. You want 20% off your first order? Visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code PARDO at checkout. That's go to MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter promo code PARDO at checkout and you're going to get 20% off your first order. Now, here. It's never not funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. Who's behind the door? A fistful of dullard. <laughs> <laughs> don't thaw the ice. Cocaine. Then you got the yellows. Here come the yellows. <laughs> Look, I'm not the best gay. 12 years in, baby. Lucy and Goosey. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, indeed. Yes, welcome into the program. Uh, Never Not Funny is that program. Boy, I've never said it that way before, have I? Have I ever no. said it, uh, welcome into the program? Like? You're in your head already. Hello, indeed. indeed. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, Matt Belknap. Let me uh, tell you what happened last night. You know, as you know, because I spoke to you via the telephone yesterday, uh, not a landline no. on cellular, so of it's course true. we don't know who is listening in on this thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of details were uh, revealed to this country if somebody was listening in about my shoulder. Uh, I had an MRI yesterday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as I mentioned to you yesterday that I, I'm not getting good sleep because every time I roll over, I wake myself up. Um, that, in addition to the fact that I had, for reasons to this very second that I do not understand, I decided to have two diet dr peppers <laughs> late in the evening yesterday huh you pulled a garen i was uh not even your drink they didn't have diet coke and uh, or coke zero they had uh, diet dr pepper and mm-hmm. i was like uh I, and because i've not been sleeping very well it's like i need a little pick up here for you know what i gotta do here i was on i was on set on a television program mm-hmm. and um i here's when i got to, i got to bed five o'clock Oh, my God. 5 a.m. I got to sleep. Wow. And I woke up at 7 a.m. So I've got two. And by the way, at 5, that's when I know I went, oh, it's 5. I probably should. That's horrible. Attempt to sleep. And then. You could be honest, though. You stayed up late, too, for the the new season of Fortnite launching, right? Of course. (laughs) Of course. Very excited about it. Everybody in my house is excited about it. Sure. It was like Christmas morning. Uh And what am I going to do when when Oliver finds out there's no no Fortnite? There's no real, there's no, those tight little buns or whatever. Did you say Fortnite? Fortnite. I did not. I know you didn't mean to, because that, you would never. Well, then if you know I didn't mean to, why did you question it? Because everyone's going to go, well, that needs to be commented on. That was too weird. Well, then everybody can go fuck themselves. How about that? (laughs) I shouldn't test you on a, a day when you're uh, maybe a little bit tired uh, a little tired and a little uh and then i'm on some new medication to uh help with the uh the shoulder do you find out 
uh, right away about the MRI? Or do, you, do you now have to go back to your doctor and they tell you what the MRI means? I got to go back to and you know you know my doctor, Vinny Pumba. Yeah, I go to him. I go to him for everything. <laughs> sure. Uh, he does not have a computer because he's so old school. Yeah, I was going to say, does he know how to read an MRI? I don't think he does. That's technology that probably yeah. was way past him. I think that's why it's going to take a little while longer. I, right. My guess is that they already have that. Like they probably knew that information within seconds. Like they, they burned they burned right. me a DVD. Mm-hmm. So like I could bring it in here. We can play it on the computer and take a look. Yeah. We won't know what we're looking at. Yeah, I got, I got an idea. You want to take a look at that? <laughs> sure. Part of me, I probably should, right? Watch it at home and see what the... So did you have to do the thing where you go into a tube yeah. and it bangs super loud yeah. for... An, like It's like torture, basically. Uh, like audio torture. It's, you know, they give you earplugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, How long were you in there? Boy, it, it was it, it was a long... It had to be 90, 95 seconds. <laughs> no, uh, 25 minutes. 20 to 25 minutes I was in there. I had um, one of those when I was a kid and... It, I, maybe the, I'm sure the technology's improved, obviously, over the last 35 years, but uh, or 30 years. But yeah, I, I, it seemed to take forever. I think I was in there for two hours. It was crazy. Yeah, it's it seems to, and you can't move because if you move, it right. it, it blurs the image. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, here's the because I haven't been sleeping. I, I fell asleep. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, Fantastic. Which was, uh, you know, like a, a very odd, refreshing nap, considering that uh-huh. you know it's. Yeah. yeah, it's like the loud. It's like a giant is knocking on your door every yeah. two minutes. Like, gagush, 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 and then just nothing. Isn't that weird? That I mean, you had it when you were a kid, and that technology hasn't changed. They haven't figured out how to stop the knocking sound. Yeah, <laughs> like they couldn't do it. What's going on without there? the knocking? I don't know. It seems crazy that it that it would make any noise. And why is it still so big? Like, why are there not right in this world everything seems shrinking? Like right, there should be one that uh, you could you know put in your pocket. Right. Why is the MRI machine? What you, you got some I, info on this? Not specifically. Then don't make eye contact with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thank you to look down. Look at you. <laughs> what? What? I'm trying to be a human being and look at you. I wasn't. Uh, I would go like this. I would be like a like. Oh, a I see. But wait, but uh, do you you do have information on MRI? No, I, I know that my uh, one of my exes who is a uh, veterinary technician they they get the hammy downs of those machines. Oh, is that right? For for hmm. for both MRIs and for um, any cancer when you're trying to. Shoot the stuff at the at people. They Cat take scan. Them. Yeah, uh, that sort of stuff. They take them and they they get the the ones from 1985. And so, but I I think you need a very high powered magnets for that. So it may be that that's all the shielding. I'm oh, not that sure. makes sense. Yeah, you're not even allowed to walk in there with any sort of metal. You have to, yeah. uh, like, uh, you know, it's like, oh, I can leave my pants on. He goes, no, nah, believe it or not, even the zipper's too much. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, then take a look at this. <laughs> and he said, what? He said, what? I've seen, I've seen nothing, sir. That's why we're doing the MRI. We need, we need yeah. special equipment to yeah. see that. Yeah, you're going to be in there a little longer. We're going we're gonna to go head to toe on you. <laughs> I know it's your shoulders, sir, but we want to uh, check the waist down. We think there's some uh, problematic uh, areas down in that area. You think and that's then what he said area another nine times. The lack of uh, uh, adequate weight in your midsection is thrown off your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> it very well could be. It very well could. Am I, am I peaking a little bit? Am I, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I know I, I have why Thought. MRI is noisy. All right. Uh, MRI is noisy because its magnetic field is created by running electrical current through a coiled wire, an electromagnet. When the current is switched on, there's an outward force all on the coil, and because the magnetic field is so strong, the force on the coil is very large. Uh, it goes from zero to huge in just milliseconds, the force causing the coil to expand slightly and makes a loud click. When the MRI is making an image, the current is switched on and off rapidly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The result is a rapid fire clicking noise, which is amplified by the enclosed space 
in which the patient lies. And I guess they, I guess they can't put any buffering in there, huh? They can't right. put any uh, that would get in the way. soundproof or, uh, or anything. But uh, mm. or, you know, they, or maybe they couldn't. They just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, what are we supposed to go buy some foam? Yeah, we don't need to do that. But you, still, you know, it's still magic. It's yeah, still, it is. You know, you know that they're able to look inside your body and pinpoint stuff and. You know, again, I sound like old man Carson. <laughs> I, I watched that that uh, what'd you watch that documentary? Uh, it's about the the hospital Grey's. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. Uh, not a real doc. No. Not a real doc, <laughs> Elliot. Turns out he was joking. It was a joke. Eyes are, are silent. I couldn't tell. Oh, they're quiet on that show. Huh? On that. You're not alone. I don't think I've heard of MRI on any TV show. Do they ever? Uh, by the way, I saw a banging MRI at the club last night. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, a mysterious. Uh, I've Mr. got nothing. I. I've got nothing. <laughs> by the way, Johnny Carson made a joke the other night about. Uh, um, it was so. I, I, I even even you know with the dumb jokes I do on here about the Asians being sneaky and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and with all of the joking I do again jokes. Uh, he did a joke the other I God damn it. It basically was a um, Saturday Night Rive sort of thing where he, he substituted the L for the R, mm-hmm. which was the old, you know, Mr. Magoo you know, right. nonsense. It was so jarring to me mm-hmm. about uh, and it and it didn't really land. It didn't. Uh, hmm. It was very I mean, even back then. It was it was offensive. Yeah. Very offensive. That's crazy. Johnny. I'm, it's crazy that it didn't land, honestly. It just, you know what? It wasn't that strong of a joke. I mean, that's, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the one thing that I'm really noticing on that uh, is the, um, just the, uh, uh, you know, object, objectification mm-hmm. of, of, of women and men. Right. But women. Mostly like, women. It is, yeah. you know, uh, it's very, you know, again, we live in different times. Right. But it was so um, blatant and, uh, you know, there was no sense of like man maybe maybe don't just uh stare right at a woman's chest and go auga when she walks out i know but you know what you know we even did that on conan a few years back when uh so- sofia vergara but i believe she signed off on it mm-hmm. where it was like she's so beautiful that the entire staff doesn't know what to do mm-hmm. and then it was all just shots of everybody including myself just yeah you know just staring blankly and you know, it, it got laughs but it was yeah. you know, just a comment how beautiful she is but mm-hmm. uh even that now seems through the through the the, the, the new filters of like eh, yeah you know I, I don't know if that would be approved today I don't uh, yeah well it's funny because like put that's part that was part of is part of her persona it certainly was when she first uh, appeared on Modern Family that's true that was sort of the thing about Sofia Vergara <laughs> it's right. kind of unavoidable when you're that beautiful but. Um, and, and, she, and, and it she, was and it was beauty, by yeah, the way. I, I hate to interrupt right. you. It was it was about how beautiful she is. Yeah. It wasn't like, hey, look at how big they are. Right. You know, it was, yeah. it was. She's so. What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? When I'm making a point, for Christ's sake. That was weirdly was loud. Funny. <laughs> Usually, look at how big they are. What well, funny? Well, come on, brother. Well, we're making a very valid point. We got new listeners here. It's funny. we got heavy, we got heavy metal fans. These are respectful people. <laughs> <laughs> they want to hear about how woke we are. <laughs> <laughs> right. By the way, I, I, I'm interrupting our own, uh, yeah. and that's fine. Let's move on. Uh, unless you had another point, I don't want to. No, well, no, we're good then. Okay. Okay. So no, go ahead. I think I was just saying, yeah, that that she, like that was, she was part of the decision in her career to be like this is my thing like that was her entry point she's a very funny comedian comedic actor but she 
knows what she looks like and she knows that that was like what she was cast for in some ways and uh and so yeah it was it wasn't like well what's this now you're gonna make a joke about my beauty well right. that's that has nothing to do with my career it's like it it does you could you could say whether that's right or wrong whether we judge people on their looks but television is a visual medium and if you're looking at a woman that's part of it or I'm but you know or a man but we do it for men as well yeah uh, over there at the Conan uh, you know I know John Hamm was objectified many many times I think TV's the problem I think we got to go back to just radio get rid of it huh and podcasts uh, <laughs> obviously podcasts. obviously podcasting podcasting first and then, <laughs> yeah. then radio sure. certainly in fact we don't even need radio anymore it's uh, an antiquated I, I don't technology know, guys. I think I think the visual part is very important well oh, you know what video po- podcasting and video podcasting that's the way to go <laughs> I don't know I feel like we could very easily do without the video I mean uh, I disagree Matthew I think the, the video is extremely important refreshing to not have cameras <laughs> <laughs> i will tell you this kyle anderson in front of the show over there at entertainment weekly uh, he did say that he uh uh while he's a member of the players club he never really enjoyed it he never not enjoyed it. he never really watched it utilized the video yeah and lately he has been and he uh, he's like it's night and day Huh. It's so much more fun to watch. That's crazy. Yeah, that's good here. Hey, you see the stupid faces and you yeah, people do like it. I, I like it's one. It's one of the things about our show that I don't really relate to or understand because I don't watch it uh, because I'm here. <laughs> I don't need to watch it. <laughs> I get a kick out of it when uh, Viney posts his things I do or partoisms or whatever. I like that it can be shared that way. That's yeah. really great. Uh, it's very helpful. But yeah, I laughed at something he posted the other day. Something some stupidity out of our mouths. Laughed at it. Always a good reminder. We do funny stuff on here. Hey, welcome to our new listeners, by the way. Going back to the because there's there's no doubt there's new people listening to this that have never heard of us. Yeah. That uh, want to hear what our guest has to say. Uh, this is our show. We're kind of a morning radio show. Uh, we we try to pretend we're better than that. I can't confirm that. <laughs> uh, and then uh, so let's go around the hall. Let's say hello to everybody. Let's okay. uh, find out what's happening in the uh, in the in the room. Ah, not yet. We got some mail. Let's do mail first. Mail. All right. <laughs> The mail is here. The mail is here. The mail is here. 69. The top, my brother. The mail is here. It's fun to listen to that song through the prism of uh, not knowing anything about the show. Like, that's very confusing. Why do they suddenly say 69 up top, my brother? Well, there's going to be a lot of confusion for some people that we can't explain everything. No, we're not going to slow down. We're not holding hands. We're not slowing down. So we uh, we're not we're not slowing down. So we're dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead. Okay. You understand what I mean by that? Really apply to this. It doesn't. You're working your way to that because you apparently didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Uh, By the way, as I was driving in today, I was on the, uh, the 405. There was a guy. Uh, in a white Honda who uh, decided to go all the way from the fast uh, the uh, carpool lane uh, to get off at uh, Ventura. Mm-hmm. And he did it like, like just a straight line <laughs> oh, no. where we all had to get. I was going to ask you, Elliot, did you see that guy? Because I was. Because uh, then I look behind me and here comes Dustpan. <laughs> here comes. Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't notice that. I, I, I don't think I noticed that I was near you until we got to the 101. Hey, d- dude. First of all, my apologies. What the? <laughs> what little sidetrack are you? Because you were right behind me. You took a little sideway thing that I'd never seen. A little shortcut. Sir, sure. That's, uh, oh, I can't remember don't the name. Don't share it publicly. Yeah. No, yeah. You don't want to blow it. It but, was. And also just stop talking about traffic. <laughs> it, it, it shaves like three and a half minutes off of that. Uh, I was in here and almost done by the time you got in. Well, I stayed in my car for a second or two. Because I, enough. of course, had to masturbate. As I do before every show. <laughs> you know Speed that. Speed wank. Yeah, you ever go see Ario Speedwank? 
<laughs> oh yeah they're oh great. they're fantastic yeah that's an REOCB bike and cover band all they do is they jerk off to uh, golden country <laughs> that's a good joke god damn it that's a good joke uh here we go jimmy uh this comes from dan padley now dan is the gentleman who uh uh, he sent us something else, didn't he? Well, he's that Focus, that band Focus. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Or, no, it's him, but his album is Focus. Uh, and he, uh, and uh, boy, I'll, I, I, Enrique, <coughs> ah, damn it. Iglesias? Is the drummer in, in, in the, uh my band when I go to uh, oh, Penguins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm going to Penguins soon, and they're uh-huh. going to be there again. Nice. Uh, Jimmy, I thought you might enjoy an LP from a fantastic singer-songwriter that I play with named Elizabeth Moen. Not 180 grams, unfortunately, but I think 150 should suffice. Well, I'll be the judge. <laughs> I have nothing to give the rest of the game because I'm a monster. Looking forward to the Penguins gig. Gigs coming up in November. He's doing both nights. Ninth and 10th, right? Uh, you tell me. Yes. Uh, best, Dan Padley. P.S. Thanks for another free ad if you end up reading this on the air. Uh, well, we did, Dan, and I did give you another plug for Dan Padley and Focus is the album, which I enjoyed. But that's actually, I wish I had been plugging that. I, it's good for people to know if they go to those shows, it's not just stand-up, it's, it's stand-up with a live band, which is cool. Yeah, I, I, guitar and drums. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I treat them like crap. I yell at them. They yeah. they make no mistakes, but I pretend they do. That's fun. Uh, this, is, uh, this is that Elizabeth Moen. Uh, includes a free down yeah download uh, code a million miles away so we'll uh, no I would we'll I guess we'll we'll dig into this cool. we'll so, dig into uh, so you you put that on a turntable you put that right on the turntable there that's now is that what they're saying no turntable <laughs> he always does that too he always uh, goes uh-huh. after Freddie is that what they're saying though? The, the the mall huh? I guess where you find something like this uh, yeah Johnny the mall that's where you find something like this <laughs> uh, he had a hundred year old man on yesterday who. Uh, uh, was hipper than him. <laughs> <laughs> he was in World War One and Two. Oh my oh, God! And then he ran. He ran for I think it was from one of the Carolinas. He ran for uh, uh, some sort of government, the uh, Congress or something. Right. At, at one hundred, he lost. Holy smokes! But he ran, and he was. Uh, and I bring it up because you had said about getting rid of TV. Uh, Johnny said, uh, you watch any TV? Of course, obviously, other than this show. And, and he goes, uh, I used to watch this show. Then I stopped looking at the TV altogether. <laughs> and then Johnny goes, so what made you stop looking at the TV? And he goes, the news. He goes, they're trying to tell me what to do. I know what to do. <laughs> and Johnny went, Johnny went crazy. Johnny, I know it's cliche. He was, he was better with real people than he was with celebrities. He mm. was so great with real people. Um, and it's a shame we don't see more of that on talk shows these days. It's, it's mm-hmm. all... You know, pre-produced nonsense instead of yeah. just real conversations. Dick Cavett was on the other night. That guy was fifty when television television was invented. Dick Cavett? No, the old hundred year old. The hundred year old man. Do we know that? Well, if he was in World War One, if he was, what what year was that episode? <sighs> the seventies. Yeah. No, that might have been the nineties. Or 80s. 80s, yeah. I forget who the other guest was. Either way, like if, if he was in World War One, he had to be at least 20 in 1915 or whatever. Um, so. Right, so I think, right, right. So he had to be born like in the 1800s. That is almost certain. Yeah, like 1895, maybe. Yeah. So my, yeah, my grandfather was as well. Yeah, so by 1945, 47, 48, whenever TV, I mean, most people didn't have TVs. Till so he would have been, what, like 45 or 50 in World War Two. <laughs> right. That seems old to be in, uh, no? Uh, well, he could have been 18 at the end of World War One. So actually, was... World War One, there were a lot of people who went in younger. Is that true? Oh, really? Because they like how just... young? Eight, nine? 
That seems young. I mean, like 16. Does Paul Card- pretty- Hardcastle have a song about this? <laughs> yeah. reference? The average age of World War I was nine. <laughs> nine. 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 I mean, somebody would have to look up the data, but I, I get, get the sense that there were there were 16-year-old kids who were like, I'm just itching to go to war, and they would they would lie. Like I'm sure that there's some famous actors who did that for World War II, even. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time going into the military. I mean, there still is. People are going to the military. They're, they're doing they're volunteers. There's something I can never effing do. In, yeah. in, in, in a million years, I couldn't do it. Obviously, I would do it if the... Well, I knew a guy um, named Steve who, uh, like, he wasn't... Uh, physically fit enough to be uh, yeah, in so the army but he still kept trying to enlist he wanted to fight in world war ii yeah. and are you um, doing a song lyric <laughs> no no, no <laughs> you, i know what he's doing what are you doing what are you steve, doing steve rogers i don't know if you know uh, he uh <laughs> he just like kept coming back and coming back and so finally what did they do eventually they finally they just i think they gave him an mri i don't know what it was they did something to him yeah, yeah. and wow. uh, yeah it was really loud and uh, probably very painful but he was able to fight oh, that's good is that captain america yeah okay yes, <laughs> I apparently knew, i knew it was something i knew something was happening uh it looks like there's a documentary or something about uh the teenage soldiers of world war one from bbc news yeah hmm. uh how did britain let two hundred fifty thousand underage soldiers fight in world war one dear god because i mean the thing you have to keep in mind is that that's like a modern war before that i don't think age mattered if you were able to hold a sword or whatever yeah. you're in well that's a great dude. point right so, father versus son brother versus brother so that's the first i got war. this for a chess set <laughs> <laughs> so i think that was the first war where age mattered a little bit and then world war ii it really did so that's probably part of the reason why they also just need in world war one they just needed bodies. bodies like it didn't like that's well that's kind most of, of war. it's super tragic that the two hundred fifty thousand. a lot of those kids died i'm sure if you oh, yeah. can see this it's the header picture of this article thing Oh dear. Yeah. They're straight up kids. Those aren't even. Yeah, that's crazy. Matt, this will surprise you. I've read that article. Not one of them died. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All two hundred fifty thousand came back. Well, you know, kids have a lot of energy. They, sure just, you know. they just run away from the bullets. Dart around. <laughs> Their bones are kind of rubbery, right? Yeah. Guns were a little different back then. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I can't imagine. I can't. Uh, I mean, up till up till what nineteen thirty or something. Like kids were working in factories and dying from that. Yeah. So, like, legit. Yeah, we children. also owned people. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, there was there was a lot, a lot less uh, emphasis on human rights in <laughs> general. Survival. Yeah, yeah, I could. Uh, but there was a, when you hear stories of the of athletes and 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 movie stars and stuff where they do it. There, there was a pride in our yes. country to mm-hmm. go and do that. That yeah, was yeah. what you yeah. did. That's right. what their fathers did, and that's what you're going to do. And uh, you know, we got away from that. And uh, again, I anybody that wants to do that, I that does that, I admire. I could never, uh, I could never do that. I, I think you. I think also there are still a lot of families who that is sort of a legacy thing where it's like dad was dad was a, yeah. a colonel in the in the army, and so then the the children and now the boys and girls now try to follow their footsteps. Yeah. So. I got a uh, my cousin's son uh, just uh, enlisted to the Marines, and they just had a. Uh, we're done with boot camp. Uh, you met my cousin in uh, in Phoenix, mm-hmm. Arizona, and you met him. You met that young man. Oh, I did. And uh, they said, yeah, he's just joined the Marines, and once he graduates high school, he's going off. And he, uh, you know, I, I, admittedly, I uh, saw the picture. She was uh, basically she's not on Twitter. She was Facebooking. She was live Facebooking. I'm driving to see him in San Diego, is where he's uh, based, and mm-hmm. uh, that she hasn't seen him in X amount of time because of boot camp, and that you know, an hour till I see him, thirty minutes till I see him. And then she had the photograph of them hugging, and I admittedly just started like, yeah, because it just there's just those those always grab me, man. Mm-hmm. They always 
doesn't matter if they're uh, you know, somebody, uh, the, the guy coming back from war and uh, surprising the kid at school or right. she's driving there. She knows what, it's not a surprise. But right. But it's still, still emotional. Yeah. Yeah, it's a family member, too. That's that's know, true. Extra. I met him a total of one time in my life. Yeah. That was that night. Me, too. My niece, Naomi, <laughs> is also a uh, volunteer. You have time about my Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, we all have. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like, everybody's doing something nice for the country. Good for you, Elliot. Obviously, nope. if we go dig deep enough, that's all nice. <laughs> 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 <a> connection somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that phrase tickled me so. Uh, who's this, Naomi? Yeah, this is my, my sister's daughter. And her she's in the Marines, you say? Uh, not in the Marines. I believe she is going into the Army. The Army. Now yeah. they, uh, what do they do? What's their phrase? Uh, we do more before 9 a.m. than everybody else does all day or something. Yeah, like that. I don't look at the TV anymore, so I don't, I don't know. know the, <laughs> it's an army of one, though, apparently. Oh, uh, there was that slogan. There was What was the one when, we, when I was a kid, though? There was a, well, well, we're looking for a few good men, right? Yeah. That was uh, yeah. that, and then they let the ladies in, and they lost a, the, what, what maybe the greatest slogan of all time. <laughs> army strong. Army strong. is the current thing. Boy. Catchphrase suck. <laughs> that's that's horrible. Army strong gun. Who, who did that? A caveman? Why did the caveman wander in? Army strong. Yeah, army strong. I mean, that's like uh, everything is strong. Like, what was it? Boston strong. Yeah, when there was that bombing. There was definitely one different strong. Like in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Brothers live strong. Uh, Neil. Right. Uh, Neil, Arm- Neil Armstrong. Lance Armstrong. <laughs> Neil, Ar- Neil Armstrong. Remember he did that. Army strong. Moon. Yeah, whatever happened to Lance Armstrong? That guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever watch cycling? Do you ever? Uh, what no. You ever? Uh, I, I, be all you can be. Yeah, be all that's you can be. That's it. That was the big one. I sometimes, when again, when I can't sleep, and uh, you know, Sonny and Cher are done. Uh, you know, Mannix isn't on. Uh, I've, I've turned into my father. Yeah. I've, I've turned. My, my, my dad used to say, "I don't know. I don't watch the current though. I just watch my John Wayne movies." It's like, "Come on, Dad, you got to be hipper than that." When my Mannix is done, and Sonny and Cher or Barney Miller is not going to be showing, you're all in the family, uh, and I'm looking at the guide, and it'll say, uh, you know, cycling, and I'll, I'll watch that, and it's mesmerizing for about eight minutes, yeah. and then you're like, who the fuck watches this? There's nothing to gain from looking at it. You're like, wow, those guys are very fit. Yes. <laughs> and every once in a while, if you're lucky, you see someone fall down. Like that's exciting. If you're lucky, <laughs> yeah. if you're lucky, you see someone that, fail that, because that's great. It's all the footage crazy. is basically the same. It's yeah. all the same. And here's the thing too, because I used to when I was a kid and I saw Breaking Away and I got really into cycling, and I loved watching cycling. I get like every sport, it's different now than yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, is that right? No. Uh, it's different now uh, in that you know they got the the aerodynamic helmets. Right. They've got you know the, the the two different sets of handlebars where they can get yeah. low and sleek. You know, back the, you know, it's a regular, you know, like a sh- it wasn't a Schwinn varsity, but it may as well have been right. of them just all kind of on these. Yeah. You know, uh, the highest end of those bikes. But. It's kind of like the difference between seeing like early car racing where it was just chaotic yeah. as opposed to now where it's just such you're just watching boxes go in a circle yeah. and it doesn't seem, and it's perfection. Yeah, like, there's it's too perfect. It doesn't seem real or interesting, whereas like. Guys with like open wheel crazy things with the like leather helmets and goggles right. on. They're like, Bleh! and the steering wheels are, you know, three Wait, feet. Wait, what were they like? They're like, Bleh! it's, it's like Mister Toad's Wild Ride out there. It's the same with uh, with golf. Like yeah. golf now, you know, uh, back in the old days, you know, uh, Jack Nicklaus would hit a three hundred yard drive, but he was hitting with a driver that was this big. Yeah, and now the you know the drivers are this big, and right. you know all you know. It's like more impressive. Yeah, for sure. No, for sure, for sure. 
for sure. Thing. Thanks, Moon Unit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, have anybody, has anybody in this room watched Manifest? Anybody try to watch Manifest? I have, no. I have on ABC? No. I bring it up because I want everybody to, uh, by the way, we, we got about 20 minutes in and we're like, no, <laughs> yeah. this thing blows. Um, there is a, it's one of those, uh, you ever see those, uh, uh, it was a meme for a while. Uh, uh, those motivational posters, you know. Uh, Just hang in there or whatever. Yeah, but it, like it's a picture of a guy fishing. It'll say. Uh, patience. Patience. Or, oh, yeah, yeah with right. the black frame. Yeah, with the black frame. Yeah. And there was the one that was, I forget what it was, but it was an African-American guy. <laughs> and, and it's a picture. Of, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. It's a balloon going up, but he's like oh, completely <gasps> can't believe it. <laughs> uh-huh. And I forget what the uh, thing was. There is a part, that, you know, the plane gets in some turbulence, which is the whole point of the. Of uh, the program, mm-hmm. and I don't know what take they were on. I don't know why they took, but it's literally you know the turbulence is just doing this. Yeah, and this guy's <laughs> like you wouldn't re- like you. I can't believe a director didn't go, dude. Yeah. You got to tone that down. But it's, it's I'm not kidding. It's worth watching it that far to see this guy's overacting yeah. as an extra because it's it's just ridiculous. Speaking of new shows and and acting choices, <laughs> I finally checked out. Uh, not finally. I guess we haven't been here for a few days. Uh, the new Magnum P.I. started this week. Uh, and uh, Elise and I were like, you know what? Let's just see what it's all about. And um, it's uh, it's what you think it is. Uh, it's, it's interesting. They kind of they used, I think, big chunks of the original pilot, like the old show's original script. Oh, yeah. Because the, the plot is very similar. It's, so it's I was like, oh, that's cool, because there is something timeless and, and cool about uh, just a. Uh, you know, uh, veterans, these guys are, uh, they were in war together and now they're, uh, you know, well, that's the premise that, uh, and I yeah. guess in this case they were in the Gulf war or they were in Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, and, um, the Gulf war would be what that's 91. Yeah. So what, help me with the math here. You'd be, uh, if you were 20, then 41. Yeah. How would that be? This is more like, yeah, they're like so, supposed yeah, to later. be like, got it late thir- early thirties maybe. But, yeah, so it, it was like it, it scratched a little bit of a nostalgia itch. I have to admit, I got goosebumps when the theme song kicked in because they smartly they didn't dick around with the theme song. They right. basically just give you the theme song. Uh, but, but, but it's also ludicrous because all those shows, as you know, from watching old shows all the time, uh, although I don't know if you watch this type of show, but in the 80s. Those shows were absurd. Every week, a car Explodes. would explode and flip over, and or, then the or, guys or would climb out. A, right, right, right. Marina Dock. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. So now imagine the technology of 2018, the like special effects technology of 2018 right. being applied to the same idea. So of, is it Fast and Furious-ish? Magnum? Sort of, like on a budget, yeah, like okay. a little bit. Um, like there's a scene where he spins his car around he's being chased or he he's chasing a big military truck he gets in front of it spins out into a 180 and then shoots his gun at it <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then it it like doesn't do what he wanted it to do so he get climbs up and jumps and grabs onto the leg of a helicopter as the car goes off a cliff and it's, it's insane but it it's just there was a really the thing that made me laugh um you know how like uh, i mean i just deduced this from watching it but when you're acting in a show or a movie you have all this makeup on so there's a scene where rick has to put sunscreen on his face but he can't actually touch uh, his yeah, face yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got makeup on so this guy like almost miming that he's putting on sunscreen was just so funny to me because he's like just dabbing and he's like 
but he's like not he's like basically not even touching right, right. his own face and there's nothing on his hands but he's still like going through the motions it made me laugh so hard but yeah uh i think it's worth checking out i think you might like you it you gonna stick with it yeah it's a show that you could just watch whenever you don't need yeah. to watch every episode i get it i wonder if oliver would like it i don't know if he would be into that kind of a thing magnum pi huh has it got good detective face? yeah he likes private investigator yeah but, i mean that's what he, it's like, all he about. loves mission impossible that was the oh, uh, you know the original the, show. the original no, no, the movies. Oh, okay. It's not watching the show. It's not like that. It's 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 more like you know the original premise was like it's kind of Sam Spade you know noiry but in a tropical location and um and so like I don't know like I I was his age when I watched the original right. one so I don't know if he well you know what maybe it. we'll uh, you know we're, uh, he's excited about the Goldbergs and the good plays coming back and mm-hmm. he's obsessed with flea market flip that's his new I've never even heard obsession of that. it's great. Two teams, uh, they go to one flea market and they, they were given a budget of either 100 or $500 to buy uh, stuff. And they're given like, oh, you got to make this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And they've got to do three items and then they refurbish and then they sell them at uh-huh. another flea market. And whatever team uh, makes the most profit oh, that's cool. yeah. wins and they win $5,000. So it's like someone gamified American pickers. Yes. Have you seen the British version of that show? Like from the... That's like from the 80s. Garrett, I'm going to remind you that we beat them in a war a couple of hundred years <laughs> well, ago. Well, that's why we've taken all the shows. Uh, so, so what? It's that show, but it's, it's, I mean, it's that type of show, but it's British. So they're going to all these British flea markets and it's all like calm and, you know, peaceful. <laughs> and then there's this, the host is just this kind of, he's a little flamboyant, a little, you kind of feel like he's taking nips between takes. Yeah. That kind of guy. Uh, but I love it. It's I gotta figure out what it's called. Where's it at? It was on. Uh, it was on BBC. They would play it every day in the after, like like sort of like syndicated on BBC America. God, I'm gonna look up and see what it's called. Yeah, look it up. It, it was really good. It's the same thing. You it's can just imagine less a lot chaotic. of Beatles paraphernalia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I won't watch that show because I think it's abhorrent what that country did to their young people in World War One. <laughs> <laughs> Send them out there. <laughs> good use of the word abhorrent. Very good use. Um, I, I do have a question about the uh, bargain hunt. Bargain Sorry, hunt. Elliot. That's right. There we go, Elliot. About the Magnum PI thing. So, does it have that kind of? Because Magnum was always charming. Yeah. But he he's a reasonably skilled detective, but not a hundred percent. Yeah, I mean that's that's still present. You know, he gets his ass kicked a lot. That's that was kind yeah. of the premise. Like he's he's good. He's a good detective, but he also isn't sneaky. He just like kind of. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. dogged, yeah, and uh, and like every uh, basically every single episode of Magnum involves two tough guys grabbing him and punching him in the stomach a few times. You guys, I'm not kidding. If I walked in, I would go, "Oh, you guys are watching Mannix?" <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I think you're right. I, I think, I think I, you would like it. Yeah. So, do you think I should uh, revisit the old ones? Or? I've been telling you to do that for yeah. a year. Pardon me. Let me finish my sentence. Yeah. Or should you fuck off? <laughs> or should I go just start with the new one with Oliver? I mean. Like for me, like Tom Selleck is so good and so like charismatic that like this one pales in comparison just based on like Jay, uh, it was in, his name Jay Hernandez. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I like him. I remember he was in a movie a long time ago. What was, was he that? in? Isn't it like a boxing movie or something that I liked? He's getting good reviews. Oh, no. I saw some headlines that uh, people are liking him. Yeah, he's fine. What was the movie with him and Kirsten Dunst? <laughs> Crazy, crazy love, beautiful, crazy, beautiful. crazy, beautiful. I no, liked that movie. No way. 
Um, I mean, no way. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. It was like no, in no, 99 or 2000. I'm your opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's fine. Like, I think it's just hard. I have a particular hard time with like, I had this with Solo too. It's like when you. Hispanics? <laughs> yeah. No, when you like it, when you, when you love a character and you so, think of them so much as one actor, it's like hard to just go, okay, now this guy's doing something different with it. Because he but has to. But that guy in Solo, like, look, I, I, I hope he's a nice man. Yeah. And I think he's a great actor. But he didn't have the the but, spark yeah. that Harrison Ford right. had. He just missed it. Now, I don't know. Did we talk about that before? Maybe. I don't know who would be a better cast. Uh, I don't in. either. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's hard because you don't want just a lookalike. That's not the way to go. I'd rather go lookalike. <laughs> well, they, you know, there was that guy. What was that movie that Harrison Ford was in with? Um, oh, shoot. It was like an ensemble movie. Witness? No, this is recent, like in the last five years. American and Graffiti? They, basically, there's a scene. It's it's It has to do with time. There's like a time. It's like not time travel necessarily. Is Blake Lively in it maybe or something? Uh, uh, I'm looking at you, Garen, because I feel like you're probably the only one who saw it. Like I saw a little bit. Oh, of, I know you're talking about the Age of Adelaide. A, Age yes. Of Adelaide, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. seen that. Age of Adelaide. So in that movie, there are flash. Line, sorry, there's flat. What is it like? One person doesn't age or something. Yeah, she's the like woman doesn't age. A young woman born at the turn of the 20th century is rendered ageless after an accident. Yeah. After many many solitary years, she meets a man who complicates the eternal life she has settled into. So uh, in that movie, Harrison Ford, you see a flashback of him at like 20 or maybe 16 or something, um, and they found a guy who they found on YouTube, I think who just doing Harrison Ford impressions on YouTube and it's uncanny. Like really? the dude looks and sounds just like Harrison Ford. And a lot of people were like, just cast that guy. Uh, and he was fine in that movie, but it's also one of those things where you're like, yeah, is that really what you want to do? Do you really want to make such a point of like that? I think that's distracting in a different way. Um, but I think they should have gone with someone sort of a name person you know like you think so, so? you think it should have been a not name? like a huge star but someone like an up-and-coming like this guy but wouldn't that have bothered you i think that would have been just distracting if it's like uh, john krasinski or not john krasinski i just mean somebody who's like maybe about to break who give me an example who's I, about i to don't break? know i don't know people that in that age range like i don't i'm not a casting director so get off my fucking ass <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't it know sounds to me, and we got a lot of new listeners this week. <laughs> yeah. You need a reminder. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. On whose name is on the program. Okay, go ahead. And that how you should not speak to me in that tone, <laughs> and certainly not with that sort of verbiage. Okay. Uh, take a look there. I, po- I literally pointed the one poster that doesn't, doesn't have my name on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, the point is I host the show. That one. There we go. You right should there. just point to that one. There we go. It's right there. Yeah, it's take the, a biggest, look at the biggest font. You see it right there? Yes. Yeah, right. ah! The Jimmy Pardo. Hey, there it is again, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, there it is again. In it. What, in are, you, it. what are you, British? Yeah. Well, listen. You know I don't approve. <laughs> what those they did to those children. <laughs> just trying to carry on. And I will also say, to, to negate that, I, I'm the last person on earth who has gotten into the last uh, the, the Great British Bake Off. Which uh, No, you're not. Oh, you haven't watched it? We're not in either. But I, if I hear one more effing word about it. We, we are watching it with the kids. It is fantastic. It's so good. Really? Love it. I know you don't like cooking or watch. I don't know. Well, I like that. Nailed it. Yeah. This is like that. But if they were good. <laughs> By the way, you guys want to see that host I was telling you about? Yeah. No. I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a David little... Dickinson. Oh, I remember that guy. What a yeah. goof. He's a he's a little charmer. Is he? No. Is he? A... Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> look at his hair it's so crazy he's got that shadow stevens hair yeah it's like shaggy on the sides but short on the top it's weird yeah party on the sides <laughs> <Yeah>. business on <laughs> top doesn't know what he's doing didn't know which way to go with that yeah um 
a good show. He's a good host. I'm sorry, a good presenter. Good presenter, yeah, because yeah. that's the uh, uh, we talked about that with Jamila Jamil. Anyway, I I think you would like the original Magnum. <gasps> I think the new Magnum it has the same feel as a lot of those CBS shows where it it's kind of like you know it's it's the the quality around uh, all around it feels a little cheap uh, on the new one you say yeah like it's it's glossy and cheap at the same time weirdly i don't yeah, know manifest. i guess same deal <laughs> yeah i feel like all these network actiony whatever they're like they they see on the horizon that they could make things but with technology being what it is they were like we can make things like movies but it's like in reality they're making things like movies were 25 years ago like it looks like a 90s movie right which isn't that exciting <laughs> um What's your favorite movie in the 90s? Probably yeah, Pulp Fiction, huh? Probably. Now, you have my phone. Or Twister. There, so keep an eye on the uh, phone for uh, in case uh, we're getting a phone call or anything like that. My phone is uh, out of my possession for this episode. and It's making you uncomfortable. I have you. never been more uncomfortable <laughs> in my entire life. What does that say about you? Or what does it, it means say about that you? I'm a slave to my telephone. Mm-hmm. I'm a slave to it. I was thinking about this the other day, and we've talked about this before. There were times where we, we, there was a time in my lifetime where I left my house and didn't know if anybody wanted to get a hold of me right. for 12 to 15 hours. Yeah. And everything was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad happened. Oh, I was trying to get a hold of you. Oh, what's going on? Ah, shit. Sorry, I missed that. Maybe we should start a thing where uh, one day a month, no phone. Like, it can, you can have it in your house, but, well, actually, I can't do that. It would have to be a weekend, I guess. Because I, I, my cell phone is my work phone. So if I'm at work, I need my phone. But, uh, or, or do I? I don't know. I, I don't know if you do or not. I mean, I do. I mean, that's our. About if if you if the analogy is before cell phones existed, then it's not quite right because before cell phones existed, you would get calls at home and you would get calls at work. That's correct. Right now, I just get calls on my cell phone. Um, but you would leave. But but you would also have you would get in your car. Yeah. And I would drive forty five minutes to work. All right. So with, that's what it would have to be. Is like you can have your f- phone on at home and then you have to turn it off. When you get to work, you can turn it back on and then turn it off when you leave. The and we're going to do that once a month, you say? I mean, I don't even know. I, I just maybe just once. Maybe we should just try it once. See how it feels. I, 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 I admit that I probably would go into some sort of withdrawal. I, I'm, uh, I'm very bad. I'm very, I'm very addicted to it. But you get, but you get very defensive when we tell you to stop looking at your phone during the show. Yes, because I know I'm wrong. I know that's I, most of the time when people get defensive, isn't that the case? They know right. that they're they're wrong, and yeah, then yeah. Well, oh, what yeah. do you think? It, is it the constant access to information that's the addicting part? Because it's not the phone. It's not talking on the phone. No, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm expecting an email. Yeah, then, so it's that so constant, it's the constant. Oh, did it come yet? Did it come in? Yeah, yet? it's also Whereas, the Pavlovian again, response of like it makes a noise or a, a, a whatever it vibrates and and. But even if it doesn't, it. I will press the button to refresh. I will. Oh, oh no, boy, nobody's emailed me That's in crazy. upwards of a minute and a half. I have something. Something must be up. See how fast we got to that point, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It went from don't use my phone; it's too expensive. Yeah. To can't live without it. Can't go without it. Yeah. In a decade. Yeah. 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 I want to say that I saw something where they said that just the idea that somebody like cares about you is like a gives you a little a hit of of like what's the endorphin. not adrenaline what's the um, endorphin there you go and so therefore that's why you keep going because it's just like oh somebody cares about me oh somebody cares about me oh somebody cares about me that's interesting hmm. I think yeah. there's something to that yeah um, but again in the old days if so you know if uh, oh I'm expecting a I'm expecting a call 
oh shit i gotta go to work you you for 45 minutes you went okay maybe when i get to work that call will come in yeah i'll check my machine and then there was that time in my lifetime we didn't have machines right yeah i mean it was an inconvenience but it wasn't a, a crisis it was just like but you didn't know it was an inconvenience right you just that yeah. was the the world it was no it was an inconvenience when you were waiting for a phone call and you were locked into a, a well that's a, a location because i was like i can't go anywhere until this phone call right. comes in so that that I, I think i was aware of that part of it uh, or things situations like that but yeah i mean uh I don't know. I know that Apple just introduced the new with the iOS 12. There's this new um, feature that it keeps track of your usage and then um, it gives you an update. You don't reprimand you. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not even a reprimand. It's just a. It's just about awareness. Um, like right now, I can, I can open this and. Did you upgrade to the uh, 12 there? Yeah, it's fantastic. You love it, everything, huh? It's it makes things faster for once. The, an update. Wait, what? Like, really? Yeah, it actually the the focus of this update was to optimize speed, huh? So older phones, older devices do better. Where is my? You know, I've got the need. Do you? Yeah, need for speed. That's right. Oh wow. Um, I don't think you need to care. Okay, just make sure. So yeah, right now it says twenty eight minutes. I'm I'm five minutes above my average use today. That's interesting. You've already used your phone twenty five minutes today. Twenty eight minutes. And and when you say use your phone, that means uh, internet. It breaks it down email. into categories too. Uh, yeah, it, it'll it'll tell you what what it is more specifically. If you, but, you know what? Don't tell me that. Okay. Because here's what I want to do. Uh, in a future episode, I will get this new uh, update update, mm-hmm. and I will compare it um, just to see how. Because I it's I know it's horrible. Yeah. I'm horrible. Mm-hmm. It's it's embarrassing <laughs> how bad. Hey. Oh, wow. It even tells you what website. It doesn't just say browser. It sells what websites. Oh, mind your business. Interesting. Mind your business where I'm going. that info? That's weird, isn't it? And I think it's wrong. I read an article on Forbes this morning, and it says I was only on there for 50 seconds, but I must have been on longer than that. Is that just your way to brag that you were reading Forbes? I was reading about Fortnite, okay? <laughs> wasn't, I'm not bragging yeah, really at all. Weird what is Forbes? For- <laughs> Forbes has become the foremost source of it really Fortnite is, information for some reason. Is that because of the? they both start with the same uh, first uh, three, three letters? letters? Forbes yeah. Night. <laughs> Forbes Night? You ever go to Forbes Night? Yeah. yeah. I think they, they, have, you know, they have their technology wing or whatever you call it, the yeah. section of their thing. And they just decided we're going to get clicks by always having the info about what's new in Fortnite. And not just like not just like oh here's a new thing. They like go into depth. They have yeah. like screen caps with circles of things that you need to know. If you're trying to find something like yeah. a lot of the challenges are like you have to go to five locations and you're like okay, well, how do I do that? You just go to Forbes and it tells you. Hey. Why is Forbes covering that? Hey. It makes zero sense. <laughs> I don't get it. Are you doing an impression of Jimmy? <laughs> no. <laughs> you literally just said that. <laughs> I, I just said that. I'm exp- I'm echoing you're you're echoing that. you, you it's, agree with it. It's like Wall Street Journal we're doing movie reviews. Nobody goes to the Wall Street Journal for movie reviews. I do. It's an extension of them. It started with them covering video games because video games are a big business. It's a huge industry. Sure. And so once you're covering the industry, then you're like, it's not too far of a leap to then review games. And then if you're reviewing games, then you're like, hey, let's just have some like P- play guides. Play, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's weird. I, I agree that it's weird. But in your lane. I mean, we don't. Well, we don't. This is their lane now. That's probably the only thing people go there for. <laughs> but there aren't lanes anymore. I mean, they, we've had this conversation before. Like all the cable channels or the History Channel, there's no history on there anymore. Right. It's like 
oh, we, we true TV is a comedy channel now. Yeah, right. We can't we can't be a thing that oh, it isn't the most popular thing that applies to every single person. Right. Everybody's got to generalize now in order to make enough money, I guess. And by the way, you know I serve under generalized, right? Mm. Oh yeah, no, I'm aware of that. And, and you told him I'll be damned if we have underage kids in this army. <laughs> Not gonna stand for it. <laughs> Not gonna stand for it. And he. And he court-martialed you. Of course he did. Because that's insubordination. Yeah. You can't talk about to a general like that. No, and certainly ridiculous. not generalized. That yeah. that happens in Magnum, although they're not in the military anymore, but they go to their former captain or whatever and they yell at him. It's James Remar. You know that actor? I don't. No. If you saw him, you would. I, then I do. You know James Remar? Oh, yeah. That's For, Dexter's dad. Right. And he was on Sex and the City. I, of course, remember him from Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Where he's a creep. <laughs> he was always a creep in the 80s. Show me his face. Show me James Remar's He's got a real face. gravelly voice. I'd like to see his face. Yeah, you're going to. <laughs> he's one of those underrated guys that... I agree. That, uh... Oh, I actually just... <laughs> he's like a <laughs> Michael Googled Bean. my friends. You what? <laughs> my friend's name is Justin Reamer, and I just <laughs> I just Googled him instead of James Reamer. But, oh, he's in the Warriors, too. Yeah, totally recognize him. All right, oh, there's, no, been, there's no doubt I know this guy. teenager in the Warriors. He's probably one of the... Uh, could have yeah, been a warrior. Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely underrated. Could have been a rival gang. Boy, I don't recognize that guy at all. Let's find another picture. You got a. Yeah. He's he's a bit of a chameleon. Like, but if you saw point. him, if you saw him in action, you'd be like, oh, this guy. I mean, and not 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 to undercut him, but he's sort of generic handsome. Yeah, with a little edge. He's a little Mickey Rourkeish. Like, yeah, but he, if, he if was you in didn't that smack mold. him in the head with whatever Mickey Rourke got smacked in the head with, right? Exactly. A surgeon's knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's commenting on his bad plastic surgery. <laughs> That's right. That's what he's doing. Something happened to him before that, right? Yeah, yeah. He was, was in a motorcycle he, are, are accident. Are we being mean? Was he in an accident? Or I think something? he was. I was think he? he was. That's why I'm not participating in your nonsense. <laughs> well, you could have just told us that. Rather I don't than know, but, us but I also don't know if it's true. All right. Well, Karen's going to look that up next. So I got an email, by the way, uh, and uh, I'm going to present this uh, live uh, because I don't know how I even feel about this. You know that thing I do where they uh, you do the run and you get chased by a van? Yeah. You know that thing? Yep. Well, they're not doing that this year. No. What they're doing this year is they're having a scavenger hunt uh, where you go. Uh, it's a timed thing where the your team uh, needs to uh, do like a crazy uh, at this event. Uh, you got to ride mini bikes uh, in a circle and then solve a clue. And then when you solve that clue, then you got to race to that clue. Uh-huh. I'm listening. And then you do something else. And then when you figure that out, you do something else. And it's uh, teams of four. So I th- oh, thought boy. it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, my God. For never not funny to go and do that. I'm, when is it? Yeah, when? Tomorrow. No. <laughs> um, I don't know when and I don't know how. But we also have to raise X amount of money to compete as a squad. Okay. I'm in. Um, I love the ra- We can raise X amount of it money. Sounds, now, the only downside of this is, and I'm, not, and I'm very serious, is the four of us in a car going to Orange County. It's in Orange County. That's the worst part about this. Who yeah. drives? It's the four of us. That's yeah, horrible. In a car. Well, it can't be him because he's got a dog. Yeah. So what, right. and it can't be you because your car sucks. Well, it's not big enough. All right, Garen, explain to our guest, Mr. Pardo is doing the show, but we welcome you in. Uh, please sit in the chair next to the thing. I'm Mr. Pardo's assistant. Let him know uh, the cameras are on. Let him know cameras in. are on. Come on, these are things that you should walk. I, he almost slammed his hand in the door. <laughs> um, so I guess I guess it, it would have your car. it would have to be me. Yeah, yeah. I don't have my van anymore. So 
You have to take the, the booster out. You have to take the booster out. Although we can just squeeze Garen's ass into that. <laughs> right? Uh, all right, let me find out what the date is. I think it'll be a lot of fun. That sounds great. Um, and I thought it'd be fun to do as a uh, as this so, squad. Tell me, are you running from one thing to another? Is I, it? I can't answer that. I don't know if you get in a car, if you got to get back in your car and race to a new location. Remind us what the charity is. Oh, it's a for spinal uh, spina bifida. Yeah, you're you're running for pe- for those that can't. Oh, okay, that's nice. That was the that was their uh, great. I'm paraphrasing their slogan from the previous events. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, I'll look into that. I'll find out what date uh, that is. And uh, here we go. We got uh, the Jimmy. You're getting a message from CVS Pharmacy. Okay, so my prescription is ready. Hi there. Hello, Garen. Uh, who is this young lady? And have you uh, warned her that we may speak to her, and she may be on camera? And is she okay with all of that? She's okay with it. Yes. What is your name, There's young lady? Right there. Uh, Giovanna. Hi, Giovanna. How are you? Good. I'm Jimmy. Hi, Jimmy. I assume you're the publicist. I am. All right, uh, Mr. Fraley's publicist. And he'll be here shortly. All right. Well, thank you for uh, showing up on time. Do I bust his balls for being late when he gets here? <laughs> what do I do? Uh, is he, is he going to be in a good mood or a bad mood? What, what are we experiencing with Ace these great days? Mood. He's in a great mood. Yeah. You guys had a big listening party last night, right? I was not sadly I was not able to make that. Was that at the Rainbow? Yes. All right, we'll talk about it with Ace when he gets here. Uh, damn it, you just told me your name. Say it again, please. Giovanna. Giovanna. It's a great oh, name. It's a beautiful name, but I'm stupid, and I didn't remember it, so I'm going to write that down. Standard spelling of that with a G? A at the end? <laughs> I-O-V. <laughs> all of them, all those letters. Is it G-I-G? G- they ever call you Gia? G-O. G- oh, damn it. Giovanna, right? Joe. You know what? I got a uh, my uh, my cousin's uh, uh, daughter is uh, Giovanna. Well, you should know how to spell it then. <laughs> never, never sent her a card in my life, right? Cousin's daughter. She doesn't get a gift. But you see postings about her on Facebook. I'm sure. Do I? Use your eyeballs. Nah, there's a chance I blocked that side of the family. <laughs> two, two ends. Two ends. Standard spelling. So G I O V A N N A. Correct. They ever call you Vanna? Has that ever happened? Oh no. no. <laughs> You know, like, do you live here in town, or are you in from New York? You are from New York. Mm-hmm. Where are you staying while you're in town? Are you comfortable talking about it? I'm staying at the beautiful old music industry standard of the Park Suites. The Park Suite. I don't know where that's at. It's in West Hollywood, but it's a little apartment rather than the one room, so. All right. And you're enjoying that? Yeah. How long have you been in town? Uh, a few days. Okay. Well, welcome in. All right, that's Giovanna. She's uh, Ace Fraley's publicist. Uh, I think she's doing a great job. Yeah. I can see why Ace chose her. There's no question. Uh, Giovanna, you agreed to being on camera and being spoken to. Don't don't make a face over there like you can't believe this is happening. This is our dumb show. You know, warn Ace. This is what it is. If he wants to, if you want to get out in that lobby and go, these guys are just idiots, and tell them to get out of here. Uh, but he's uh, he's in a safe place. Where I I I'm a huge fan. Uh, these three have never heard a lick of his music. That's not true. That's not true. What have you heard? Name one. Could you name one? Well, I mean, of his solo stuff? No, no probably yeah. not. But yeah, That's you've heard New York Roof. I'm guessing you've heard that. Okay, Spaceman. Right? Yeah. That's the name of the new album. <laughs> yeah. They Karen. also call him that. Are you doing your foot, your basketball thing? <laughs> You're a little too proud of yourself for pulling a very basic fact. <laughs> All right, Giovanna's take it off. I don't blame you. All right, her purse is still here. That means they're not bailing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> could be wrong when i say we should rifle through her purse <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't support that I don't yeah I, of, cor- of course not i'm playing i that may have been good in johnny's playing. day but you know, today, we're gonna go through it now listen all right here we go the legend himself is walking in here we go mr ace fraley 
Hello, Ace. Am I in an alternate universe? <laughs> you may or may not be. What the hell is all this shit? Well, it's a, a, lot, of, it's a lot of pictures of me because I'm a narcissistic idiot. Uh, welcome in, sir. Are we, are we on, the, on the air? Yeah, we're on the air. Come on in, but we'll, we'll take a break, though. But, uh, come on in. Here's the new album. Oh, fantastic. All right, here's the new cover. This is I'm the... Uh, here? Yeah, sit there, Ace. Uh, let me show you. Let me, let me turn this on real quick. What are you sensing? When you, when you look in there, Ace, what do you see? Never not funny. You know what? I was I had a listening party last night. Here's the sound system. At the uh, Rainbow. Yeah. And I bumped into Jackie Fox, my old girlfriend from the Runaways. Yeah. And I said, "Was I okay to you? Was I like a nice guy?" She goes, "Oh, you're a sweetheart." She goes, "You were the Rodney Dangerfield of Kiss." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'm on the right show. Never. Yeah, not. you're gonna Great. be fine here. You're comfortable here. Uh, here's the new album cover. That's Ace Frehley. Spaceman's the name of the outfit. Uh, this comes out what is this coming out October or something 19th October 19th it comes out yeah. uh, two tracks are already released Bronx Boy and Rockin' with the Boys if I'm not mistaken those are the two that are out yes sir uh, there's a we're getting a, is that my phone yeah I apologize uh, I turned off my ringer see because I have manners you know? yeah <laughs> here's listen to me don't dickhead. take it back listen to me dickhead <laughs> here's uh <laughs> My phone is plugged in, so we can maybe play some snippets of your music, and then, uh, but we can put it on airplane mode. Okay, That's what we can do. I get it. Okay. I, I was only joking. I know you were. were <laughs> That's what happens here. Uh, all right, Ace Fraley is here now. If you don't uh, know uh, Ace, he's uh, the legendary guitarist from the rock band Kiss, uh, and I think maybe the first person that uh, we've had in here whose picture's been on my wall as a child. Wow. Right? Is that possible? Would there it, be anybody that's else? very possible. Do you hear that everywhere you go, Ace, that everybody says that uh, whenever you get interviewed, hey, you were on my wall? You know, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I get from guitar players, I get, you know, Ace, if it wasn't for you, I never would have picked up the guitar from a lot of other people who aren't musicians, I get, hey, I was you for Halloween in 19 <laughs> Baba da Ba, yeah. you know? Uh, I get that constantly. Well, guess what? I was you for Halloween. <laughs> In, uh, let's call it the, the uh, 1979 uh, dynasty. Wow, you don't look that old. Thank you very much. Ace, if you had to, I know you got shades on. <laughs> Maybe you're not seeing clearly through those. Uh, if you had to, how old do you think I am, Ace? You want me to guess? Yeah, of course I do. How old do you think I am? 64. You're going to be 65 soon. 67. Ah, oh, you look great. I thought you were 64. Well, well, you know, Botox and filler and faceless really helps. That helps out? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you look, I don't know, you look... Uh, what do you think? Here we go. That, what if he goes too high? Late 50s, or early... Well, fuck yourself! <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? You got gray hair. You said I looked great, you... <laughs> diet. I can't diet. I look like... I dyed it once, and my mom said, hey, Elvis. And then I was like... You know what I use on my hair? I use this uh, Clairol uh, semi-permanent. It washes out. Yours you looks actually very, uh, very natural. Yeah. Yeah, because it, it's my hair. Yeah, I meant the color. Right? So I understand that you're not wearing a weave. Yeah, when people, when, you know, obviously I get a little help with some extensions. But well, you do. But when people say, is that your hair? I go, yeah, it's my hair. I paid for it. <laughs> uh, what are you were do? you really thinking upper 50s? Huh? Upper? You said high. You said, didn't he, what did he say? Early 60s. Uh, late 50s. 50s. Late 50s, early 60s. 60s. I, honest to God, you can't be. Well, you live in L.A. You got the worst air here in the country. You just said yeah. I look great. <laughs> Actually, now that I'm looking at you, you don't have, you don't have many wrinkles. Right, I got beautiful okay. skin. You know what threw me off was was the gray hair. All right, on ignore the sides. that. All right, if you dyed your hair, I would have said uh, probably late forties, early fifties. Thank you very much. You know, it's the gray. 
He's 74. <laughs> All right. I was going to be the other way. I'm 38. <laughs> How old are you? I'm not comfortable with you knowing that. <laughs> How old is he? He's uh, 52. 52 years old. 52. 52. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I was born 1951, 52, okay. and my fiance, no, not my, my first wife, uh, Jeanette, was born 1952, so, okay. 52 is a good number. All right. You got a lot of living to do, buddy. Yeah, that's a song from Bye Bye Birdie. Did you mm-hmm. know that? Got a lot of living to do. All right, Ace Fraley's our guest. Ace, we're going to take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to chit-chat more. Uh, Giovanna's also here. Right, mm-hmm. we're thrilled that Giovanna's here. She cannot be less thrilled. <laughs> her nickname is Gio. I called her Gio, and she seemed happy. Oh. I tried Vanna. She didn't like that at all. Yeah, you tried. You tried a lot of things that didn't work. You, you know, today's her, her fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, happy, happy anniversary, anniversary. Giovanna! And instead of spending it with her husband, she's spending it with me. Boy, but there's no hanky panky going on. I understand. <laughs> but good for you. Well, you're also engaged, right? For ten years, a decade. I want to see if I can pull it. Is it Rachel? Yeah. She actually has an album out, and she just recorded a second record. So you'll be hearing about her more and more in the future. And what name does she go under when she records? Rachel Gordon. All right. Uh, So look for that. Anyway, here's the new album, Ace Fraley. This comes out October the 19th, Spaceman. It's a striking cover. It is. It is. And you're just committing to this space thing. (laughs) Well, I was since I was a teenager, a little kid. You know, I was fascinated with sci-fi films you know the day the earth stood still forbidden planet is one of my favorite movies and it holds up to this day yeah with no computer animation no sgi so uh you know i think the biggest problem with the films today is there's so much computer animation and there's so much uh stuff you don't know is that real or or is it computer and sometimes some movies overdo it but that's all right. You know. I 100% agree with you. We're living in the Matrix anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, uh, all right. Ace Fraley is here. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with more. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, trot through it all. We'll be right back. Well, our old friends at Harry's, they're still around, you guys, and there's a reason for it. They're great. We love them. You love them. Harry's loves us. They love you. Harry's, when your face could use a shave. Now, Harry's founders know a great shave comes down to great blades. I always want to pronounce Blades Blottis because of the actor Ruben Blottis. <laughs> he got in your head, didn't he? Is it Ruben Blottis? Yeah. And he was a musician as well, right? Musician, actor? I believe he was a yeah, singer, maybe. Ruben Blottis. He's passed away, I want to say. Did he? Did we, lose him? Did we lose him? I don't know. I'll look it up. I would like to say that uh, he should have just called himself Ruben Blades. It sounds a lot cooler. You know, I think Blottis sounds cool. You don't think Ruben Blades sounds like a badass name for anybody? Yes, a singer, I do. Actor? But I also like Ruben Blottis. Right. Blottis is fun. We're going to agree to disagree. Right? And you, can, and you can now get your Harry's Blottis made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. Seems the, to be still with us. These are high-quality Blottises. <laughs> these are the highest-quality Blottises in the world, as a matter of fact. They are priced much lower than a leading brand. Now, let me let me tell you something about these Blottises. Uh, and at Harry's. Let me just go specifically now Harry's. Uh, you know what I'm thinking of? Uh, Raul Julia. He did pass away. Because it wasn't Ruben Blottis in Eating Raul. Oh, I don't remember. That's confusing. I want to say he might have. When you look that up, I think he might have been, which is then why I thought he passed away. All right. He's in Predator 2. Who is? Ruben Blattis. Blattis is back, huh? Well, not the new one. Predator 2 from 30 years ago. Yeah, from the 90s. Um, Was that in the 90s? No, I want to say 87. Hold on. Predator 2. Well, I think the first. No, Predator 2 was 1990. So So Predator 1 was 87. 87. Is that right? 
I don't think he was in it. Okay, wait, but you were talking about eating Raul. Eating Raul. Is Ruben Blattis in that? Uh, and if not, who was in it? I don't see it. While you look that up, I'll tell them about Harry's. Okay. Uh, Harry's will give you a full refund if you don't love your shave as long as you let them know within 30 days. That's right. You got a month to shave with these Blattises. <laughs> and if you don't like it, uh, they're going to give you a full refund, which I think is a very fair uh, offer. Mm-hmm. They've also got a great offer right now, guys. Uh, they st- Because they stand behind the quality of their Blattises, they have created a $13 value, value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. Weighted ergonomic handle, five blada razor. It's not as much fun without the S. No. With a lubricating strip and trimmer blad. Rich lathering shave gel, travel blada cover. And you can claim yours by going to harrys.com slash pardo. That is harrys.com slash pardo. H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash pardo. Standard spelling on pardo, of course. Uh, just got a hold of some new... Uh, uh, shower gel that Harry, that Harry's has. Mm-hmm. And you got some bar soap. Yeah, really nice bar soap. It smells great. I love the scent. Um, I also love that uh, I don't recognize any of the na- major names in uh, Eating Raul, but uh, damn it if Ed Begley Jr. didn't play Hippie. Oh, is he in there? <laughs> yeah. Who, who, the, and Edie McClurg played Susan, sing- singer swinger in Fur. Really? And John Landis appeared uncredited. Will you please listen? I know we're in the middle of an ad, but can you please tell me what movie Ruben Blattis was in in the uh, in the eighties? Yeah, <laughs> I got to know. It's driving me crazy. Okay, here's here are his credits from the eighties on. Okay, first movie, the the last fight, he played Andy Kid Clave. Then he was in Crossover Dreams, Critical Condition, Sting, They Dance Alone. So he was probably playing music in that. Fatal Beauty. In 87, you might be thinking of the Malagro Beanfield War in 1988. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I'm exactly thinking of that. Yeah. That I'm exactly thinking of that. Thank you for uh, indulging me on that. Sure. And you should indulge yourself with some wonderful Harry's products. Indulge your face. Uh, The soaps are great. The aftershave is great. The blattices are great. They're the highest quality in the world. They're German. And now our (laughs) listeners... Censured myself. Our listeners can redeem the trial set at harrys.com slash pardo. Harrys.com slash pardo to redeem your offer. Let them know that I sent you so that uh, that lets us, uh, let's, uh, it supports the show. Let's them know. Circle of life, guys. Got the information. Harrys.com. Harrys. A better way to shave. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Uh, never enough funny episode. Uh, what is it? 23? Uh, we never, we didn't say it. No, we didn't. Right. We won't. Well, we won't. I guess I don't know what it is. Uh, Ace Fraley is with us. The legendary guitarist, uh, formerly of Kiss, now has a new album coming out called Spaceman. Uh, we'll dive into the, his career as we go. We'll say hello to Garen very quickly. Hi, Garen. Hello. Uh, how'd trivia go? We won. You handily. won. Nice. Yes. You play trivia, Ace? Is that something you do? You, you a trivia guy? You know, recently I played trivia... Trivial Pursuit for the first time in about 10 years. I, did, I didn't do too well. Didn't do all the right? Well, you know, all, all that drinking and drugging, you know, in the past <laughs> kind of ate up a few brain cells. So. Got rid of the memories. Yeah, and but, you put, you put, but I've been sober for 12 years. That a boy. Congratulations. God bless, knock on wood. And uh, my memory has improved. Has it come back a little bit? A little bit. Um, I am 19 years sober, so I uh, commend you on 12 years. I know how tough you it can am- be. Imagine. Pardon? What'd you say? I'm 19 years oh, uh, sober, so you I can, are. So I can imagine. Uh, I know how tough it is, and uh, yeah, the first couple of years are the worst. Yeah, it's then rough. it gets better every year. And life is great. Uh, waking up, not being hungover, isn't it? Life is great. Waking up and remembering what you did the night before. That's the best, right? 
Yes, it is. Wake it up with no regret. Like, shit, what did I do? And who do I have to call to apologize? Right. Uh, all right, Garen. Well, good luck. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Uh, Elliot, how are you? I am fine, right, With the fan favorite back there behind the uh, Mission Control. Of course, the honcho back there with the dashboard, the map on that. Hello. Our guest is Ace Fraley, the legendary guitarist. From so Kiss. happy to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Oh, it's our, it's our pleasure. We uh, When I got an email, I was like, we got to have this happen. You uh, see me on Jimmy Kimmel Monday night? I did not. Oh, okay. I don't get along with Jim. That's not true. Uh, Why, you, there's a rivalry between the names? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jimmy Kimmel against Jimmy Pardo against James Corden against Jimmy Fallon. All four of us uh, get in a ring and fight it out. Uh, well, I've done I've done Jimmy Fallon in New York. I did his show. And then Monday I did Jimmy, you did Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And what do you, I, you I can't keep track of it. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what happened to Jimmy Stewart? He, uh, he's, he's, still alive? he's dead ace we lost him also not uh, a talk show host exactly <laughs> so it would have been great though so I, I just went off on a tangent you know but I do that from time to we time we welcome the tangent that, this whole show is a tangent we're in the matrix no we're not <laughs> you know that in two, I was reading on the internet in 2012 you know because CERN the particle accelerator in Switzerland supposedly something happened it was an accident, you know, they created a black hole or something. And supposedly the whole world, everybody died for a fraction of a second, and then we came back to life. But nobody noticed it because it was just a blink of an eye. So, you know, we're living in an alternate universe, possibly. Yeah, I don't think so, Ace. I think, again, that's the booze talking. I think <laughs> I was, that's your I was, that's your I was telling John Five the story the other night, and he goes, well, as long as we're having a good time, I really don't care where the hell I am. Yeah. <laughs> Good for it. Now, uh, John Five plays on the new album, right? As does Slash, right? Or no, that was on Origins. You're that was thinking on, about Origins. I am your yeah. la- your last album. Yes, uh, and was, I'm working on Origins Volume Two starting November. All right. If you don't know what Origins is, uh, Origins is a is a cover album. You uh, revisit some old classics and make them your own. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I picked songs that influenced me when I was a kid growing up. And uh, do you have a favorite from that album? That uh, I know you do White Room, you do... Um... Mm, White Room came out ex- surprisingly well, probably because I didn't sing the bridge. My, my drummer did, Scott Coogan. Uh, but do I have a favorite? Let me think. What's mm. You know what I like? I like that you uh, did... Uh, I had fun doing it, though. I liked Rock and Roll Hell. I liked that you took a, uh, a Kiss song that you weren't on and decided, what made you choose that track? Well, actually, it was Ken Gulick's idea from E1 Music. He's the uh, vice president of uh, marketing. Yeah, I'm I'm having dinner with him tonight. But to make a long story short, it was his idea. And he said, you know, Ace, you should do that song because you didn't do a solo on that. And give the Kiss fans uh, a chance to hear what it would have sounded like if you played guitar on it. So he talked me into it. And it came out pretty good. I, I think, think it came out very well. Yeah, yeah I thank think you. It's, uh, great. Do we have that, Matt? Do we have a little uh, yeah, taste of rock and roll hell there that we could do? Uh, and I did an extended in? solo at the end to give the kids even more guitar right. work. Well, we don't have time for that. There we go. This may not be queued up. Should I skip it? I don't ahead? think it is. Yeah. That's the beginning. It's got that Eric Carstoning drums as well. That large sonic I sound. I think that was Matt Starr playing drums on that. And we were 
We actually recorded that at, at the guy who mixed the record. Nice. He's mixed my last three albums, Warren Huart. He's got a home studio up in the uh, hills. Yeah, he's right down. The, he's right up the street from the Wonderland School. You know where those crazy murders happened. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. That and right yeah. But you know, he, he's mixed my last three. Actually, this spaceman would be the fourth, right? Is that right, Gio? He's looking to you. Sorry. <laughs> she, 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 she's in the other matrix. <laughs> Again, we are not in matrix. No, I, so I don't know what you're talking about with John Five. For E one, I did. Uh, It goes my brain again. Right, Space Invader. See, you're better than me. Space Invader. Origins 1. Origins 1. The new one. The new one. And, and then Anomaly. It, we re-released Anomaly with bonus tracks, but that was originally recorded on um, uh, Rocket Science was the label for that initially. And that was what, 2009 was Anomaly? Yes. Which was 20 years after the one prior to that. If I'm not mistaken, Something right? Like Wasn't that, it 89 yeah. to 2009 yeah. between the I albums? remember somebody saying to me, Ace, you haven't put out an album in 20 years. And, you know, at the time I was sober and I'm saying, yeah, well, that makes sense. I was loaded, you know? Right. Well, you also, uh, you had the reunion and all that, which we'll, we'll dive into, but yeah. that was also during that time. The reunion was started in 96. Uh, yeah. That was, uh, that was weird. You know, the opening night at Tiger Stadium, we had sold it out in 48 minutes. And uh, halfway through the set, you know, we're wearing the old costumes, we're wearing the same makeup, same setup. And I, I'm looking around, I'm going, is this the 90s or is this the 70s? Yeah. Because I couldn't tell the difference. It was like, wow. It just brought you right back. Yeah. Uh, now, when you guys rehearsed for that, you, you, you put the costumes on to rehearse as well, you, uh, just to get used to the, the boots again and the outfits and whatnot? What we would do was when we were doing production rehearsals, sometimes we'd put the boots on, and I never wore my full costume, uh, unless it was a dress rehearsal. But sometimes, you know, like Paul and James, they wear their boots uh, during rehearsal just to get the you know, right. feel of it because, I mean, I always fell. I'm notorious for my bad balance. <laughs> right. But those guys were great. They'd cover for me. If I if I fell down, they'd walk over to me and make believe, <laughs> make believe you know, and they'd be doing this with right. the Make believe it was part of the show, you know? They were wonderful. Uh, now, here's the thing about talking to a guy like you. You've Every interview you've done, everything's been covered, but, you know, every Kiss fan is going to go, oh, Jesus, he's talking about that again. Oh, the, 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 the different colored shoes and, and at the audition, all yeah. the bullshit. So, uh, but set, we have to hit some of that stuff because the people listening to this may not know those stories. And I think they're interesting stories. Throw anything at me you want. Uh, but I, but I, I'm really just saying this, Ace, because I don't want the Kiss fans yeah. to go, ah, it's the same fucking uh, yeah. boring interview. We get it. Are we can curse on this? Yes. I, I called you a it. dickhead and told you to fuck <laughs> off already. Of course we can. Don't make me laugh. My lips are chopped. <laughs> All right. Get what some, happened? I got some, that from a Marine sergeant. <laughs> The chap lips? The chap lips? He goes, don't make me laugh. My lips are chap curly. <laughs> and that's your nickname, Curly, right? Does that... Uh... It used to be. Nobody calls me Curly anymore. That's, that was like my drunk nickname. So you, you shed that once you sobered up? Pretty much. I mean, occasionally some older friends of mine still call me Curly. Do you but like it, it? it went from Curly to Eugene. Why Eugene? I don't know. It, there wasn't a story? There, like it, <laughs> well, it, actually, the Marine Sergeant, who I just mentioned, his name was Eugene. So somehow that may have been brought up or... Uh, I forget how the Eugene thing started, but all of a sudden, my friends started calling me. They went from Curly to Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't Eugene. It was Eugene. 
<laughs> that doesn't help that story. Is. That, well, that's a clue. You had to be there. <laughs> uh, all right, 73, you walk in, you got the two different colored shoes. You see an ad in the paper to audition for this band. You walk in, right? Now, is Peter already in the band, or is it just Paul and uh, Gene at this Peter point? Peter was in the band. There was a trio. So you walk in. You're, if I'm right, you're the last guy to audition, right? Is that the lore of this? Bob Kulik was auditioning at the time, Bruce Kulik's brother. Right. I mean, you know, it's it's crazy how everything goes full circle. I was just with Bob at, in Indianapolis and Bruce at the Kiss Expo right. uh, three or four months ago. We played together. It was a lot of fun. But what were you saying? Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt the story. Don't it, well, it was Walking your, into the audition. It was your own story. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's my own story. You walked in, you plugged in. Did they have some songs uh, from the, the Wicked Lester days already planned out that you had learned, or did you come in to do a cover song? Uh, how's it work? It was real simple. I walked in, and Bob was still auditioning, so I went to sit in the corner. I pulled out a reverse fiber, the same model that Clapton used on Goodbye Cream Tour. You know, it was one pickup with the reverse fiber and the banjo tuning pegs. Amazing guitar. I still have one. So... <clears throat> I'm sitting in the corner of the room trying to be, you know, n not, n you know, not bother anybody, and I'm warming up, you know, like guitar players do before mm -hmm. they play. And Gene comes walking over to me and he goes, uh, please put your guitar away because uh, you're making this guy nervous and stuff. I go, okay, whatever. So then they, after Bob left, they, uh, they played Deuce. Okay. which is one of my favorite all-time Kiss songs yeah. to this day, and I perform it live in concert with my band. They said, we're going to play your song. It's in the key of A, but in reality, it was in the key of A flat because we tuned down a half step, and most most musicians know that. And uh, they said, we'll give you a cue when the solo happens. And they cued me, and I played every riff I ever knew. <laughs> and they said, you're the guy. You're it. And it was right then and there. Yeah, they said they said we love you. We think you're the guy. Give us a couple of weeks. You know, I guess they were just you know, yeah, making sure that you know Jimmy Page didn't walk in the next day or right. something with somebody like him. But two weeks later, I got the call and said you're in. And then we started a rehearsal schedule, and the rest is history. Mm. <laughs> I hate using that, but it's so easy because it just <laughs> yeah. like it flows. I don't have to say anything else. <laughs> so you, uh, so you, you start having rehearsals. They say, "Hey, we're going to start wearing makeup." You say, uh, "What the fuck?" And then what did you say? <laughs> no, actually, we all were on the same page when it came to the group. We, we were all fans of the Who and Alice Cooper and anybody who was theatrical. We decided from the get-go that we wanted to be a theatrical rock group, and uh, but just take it way farther than anybody's ever taken it. And of course, it started with the makeup. Uh, we used to play a club in Long Island called the Daisy, and that's where we experimented with different types of makeup. One night I walked out on the stage, my whole face was silver, Paul's face was red. <laughs> you know, and it took a while to develop the designs, mm -hmm. but you know, we all, we all kind of, pretty much we developed our own alter egos. You know, Gene's like a horror film fanatic. And, you know, I'm a sci-fi guy, so I, I developed the Spaceman character. He developed the monster, Peter loves cats, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you were, when you first started and you're, and you're wearing the makeup, did you, like any band, you're going into the, these clubs. Uh, 
is there some nights where there's literally three people sitting there watching you guys? No, we usually had a good turnout, but I remember in the beginning before really people really knew who the hell we were, uh, it took like 30 minutes to get the people to get up off their feet. Mm-hmm. But invariably, 99% of the time, wherever we performed, by the end of the night, we had people screaming and up on their feet, jumping for joy. And were you were you doing the first album at that point? Were you doing covers and the first album? Or? Only the first album. That's it. Yeah. All originals. Yeah. No uh, no covers tossed in. Right. And uh, do you find? Listen, I'm, I don't play an instrument. I wish to God that I could. Uh, I was in a band in high school. I was the lead singer. I should have been fired after the first day. I was horrible. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but we were a cover band, and when we, we had one original, and everybody would shut down on us. How do you go out and do nothing but originals in front of an audience that doesn't know who the hell you are? Well, first of all, you have to look like you belong on stage. Secondly, you have to play with authority. You know, you got bombs going off, my guitar's smoking, and, you know. I mean, luckily, you know, there's so many bands out there, but luckily... We, we could write good songs. Right. You know, we had catchy songs. You know, there's so many bands out there that, you know, fail because, you know, even though they look great and they have special effects, the songs aren't there. And, you know, I always said, and, you know, like, you know, Bob Ezrin, who I worked with on a couple of records, and Eddie Kramer says, it all starts with the music. If, you, if the music isn't there, you know, you can have a hundred bombs and, a, and an elaborate stage show. It ain't gonna fly. Right, and, uh, and and you nailed it. Those first, all I mean, every Kiss album has hooks, but those yeah. first three, uh, before Alive, those really have hooks, yeah. right? And it, thank you. Did you? Would you? It's Mostly a, written by Paul and Gene. I only blossomed, you know, with Shock Me and uh, and Cold Gin. I wrote Cold Gin. Uh, he wrote. Uh, you want to play a little bit of Cold Gin here, okay. uh, Matt? If you would, please. It's funny. <laughs> you listen to the first album. Am I, can you hear me over the yeah. song? You lower it just a tad, Matt. Yeah. Uh, but uh, listen to the tempos on the first record and then listen to the tempos on Alive. It, <laughs> they're a lot faster. A lot faster, right? Yeah. And well, Alive is what... It, well, somebody invented a drug called cocaine. I, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah, the rest is Kiss the <laughs> And the guy keeping time was all uh, yeah. was all tooted up. Is, yeah. that, is that what you're suggesting? Yeah, and he'll, he'll be the first one to admit it. Uh, I I've read his book. I've read your book. I've read all the books. You know, we're only as sick as our secrets. So I just laid it out. You know, I have nothing to hide. Well, there's no reason to, right? You know, you you you, you know, one, the truth will set you free. You know, it's people that hide with their shit in the closet. You know, I don't know how they sleep at night. Are you? But I feel better talking about all my flaws and, and screw-ups because, you know, today I'm not a screw-up and I show up on time and take care of business and, and making great records. And But, I, you know, 90, 90% of that is due to sobriety. If I may, hey, somebody check back in with Gio. Was he on time? Mm-hmm. He was close, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Literally did a spit take. <laughs> uh, I I used to take a sip of beer in a bar, and people would, uh, somebody would tell a joke, and I'd spray the whole. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, so you've already alluded to a live. You did the first three, right? Kiss, Hotter Than Hell, Dressed to Kill. And you guys are okay. People are, they, they know Kiss, it's happening. But a live is when it happened, right? Because the like you say- The first three albums didn't go over that well. They didn't sell, you know, huge amounts. Right. A live was the record that broke everything wide open. Probably because it was a souvenir of our live concerts, and that's where we excelled. Right. And it, and like you said, though, they also were a little faster, and maybe there was a little more uh, urgency to them, and they sounded more, dare I say, it, a little more alive, no? Besides what I said before, adrenaline also was in, uh, involved in that. You know, you walk out on stage, your adrenaline kicks in. Well, how do you not when there's 20,000 people there <laughs> exactly. chanting your name? Exactly. I know what it's like when I perform in front of seven. <laughs> um <laughs> And that was, uh, now when you say you guys were, uh, that you were coked up, w- w- all of you guys were? No, Paul and Gene were sober. They're, they still, you still run that line. Those guys were sober uh, the entire time? As far as I know. I mean, you know. But me and Peter were the party animals. We lived the life to the fullest. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, you, you name it. You did it all. Smashed cars. Got arrested, you know everything. Do you look back now, Ace? And you know, in this, and I don't want to, I don't want to get serious, but I no, you a can. Question in this, this Me Too movement that's going on. Do you look back at when you were on the road as a rock star and go, "Holy shit, uh, we shouldn't have been doing any of that." We had a lot of fun, but you know, uh, the girls were willing. Nobody, you know, nobody got raped. Right. You know, I mean, we used to have a, a room called the Chicken Coop, it was a, and it was a hospitality suite. Right, so when we're performing in an arena, we each of us had our own bodyguards, and during the course of the show, they'd be like walking around, and I'd point out to it to that chick in the audience, and my bodyguard would invite her back to the hotel, and I'd point to another one, and Gene, Paul, and Peter all did the same thing. So by the time we got back to the hotel, there were twenty-five girls waiting for us. Jesus. So it was like a, I was like a kid in a candy shop. But again, these these women, they these they were willing. They were of age. Yes, uh, everything was yeah. uh, no, t- above no, board. no teenagers. All right, good. Um, I had, in fact, my bodyguard. His job was to check their ID that they were eighteen or older. Oh, good, good right? Yeah. Smart. But ironically, you know. In those days, I don't know what the law, if the laws has changed, but down south, I mean, some some states, fourteen is legal, yeah. fifteen is legal, sixteen is legal, you know. Yeah, but those but are that, ch- that may have changed now. It, 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 I hope it did. I hope it did too. I think I think that's too young. Oh, there's you no know? question. Yeah, right. But you guys were young men yourselves, right? You're in your yeah, uh, early twenties, early twenties, twenties. And so, if an eighteen or nineteen year old is there, it's uh, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. and consensual, it's it's fun. It was wonderful. It had to be. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. I would have. Now, and you would keep the makeup on for all that nonsense? See, now, I get, people ask me that, and I can't believe they asked me that question. I mean, come on. The first thing I did was get back to my room, shower, put on some cologne, dress up nice, do my hair, and look like a normal guy. I mean, I wasn't a bad looking guy. None of us were. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever done it with the makeup on but don't maybe they? once yeah and then there was another time in paris where i passed out in my hotel room and forgot to take the makeup off because i was just exhausted from partying and with parisian women and uh i woke up and my eyes had swollen shut because i had an allergic reaction from the silver makeup <sighs> oh you're like buddy epson a wizard of oz <laughs> 
You got it. Yeah. That's why he lost the part. That's he right. Could, he couldn't handle the makeup. To make a long story short, I called up Bill O'Coin, my manager, and I said, get over here right away. I can't see. I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> so he came walking in. He goes, you know what his nickname for me was? Asifer. Because you're like Lucifer? You're the devil? No. It was like a, a cute name. Well, yeah, he was gay. And he, every time I got drunk, he tried to make out with me. Okay. But that was okay. You know, in those days, I, anything went. But uh, he used to call me Asifer in an in a affectionate kind of way, mm-hmm. not, not a demonic way. And uh, he immediately called the doctor, and they shot me up with a steroid, and the swelling went down, and I could see again. Yeah. And then you so it was wonderful. Clean it off and uh, But it was a scary moment. Of course. <laughs> you know, nobody likes to wake up blind. Uh, <laughs> But with you, uh, a lot of your songs, a good number of them are autobiographical. Did uh, did you get a song out of that experience? Did I get a who? A song out of that experience? No, I actually never wrote a song about that one, but that's not a bad idea. All right, you're welcome. But I think Gene wrote a song, and I think I'm going blind. So he may have stole, because I, you know, I told the whole band the story. Right. So that may have given him the incentive. You or think the, that son of a bitch stole Maybe this? that was the catalyst for him <laughs> to no write that song. no doubt in my mind it is. That guy's a thief, Ace. <laughs> nah, he's a sweetheart. No, come on. I just went to Australia with him. I know you did. You know, we're tighter now than we were 20 years ago. That's because you're adults now, right? Adults and sober. Adults, we're old men. <laughs> Gene's going to be 70 in next year. I'm 67. Peter's 72. Paul's, I think, my age. Um, what do you think about But being, we're in great shape. But you put the costumes on at that age, do you find it to be a little ridiculous? Or do you think it's like, ah, it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's the same as putting a costume yeah. on to be in a play. You know, it's, I look at it like it, it's it's like a circus. It's like, uh, we're, we're superheroes. People. People look up to us. You know, we're larger than life. And, uh, you know, once they started selling the dolls and all the crazy merchandise, you know, I just attended a funeral for uh, Vinnie Paul, Dimebag's brother. And I, (laughs) it was crazy because I got up, I had a speech planned and it went over perfectly in the church. I'm at the podium, you know, and I said, I spoke for about 10, 12 minutes. And then we get out to the, Cemetery, and you know, he's in a kiss casket. No, he's not. Yes. He's in a, Vinnie Paul got buried in a kiss casket, you know, and I see my face on the casket, and it (laughs) weirded me out. But above and beyond that, you know, his father said to me, Would you say a few words by the casket? And I had nothing prepared. Right. So. I don't know where it came from. Somebody beamed it into my head. I came up with the line. I said, to, you know, everybody's looking at me. I said, I, I'm assuming everybody here has seen the movie The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I think nobody knew where I was going with that, but they all nodded. Mm-hmm. You know, there's maybe 150 people at 200. And I said, well, remember the part at the end when they discovered the wizard was a fake and he was talking to the Tin Man and he used the line, it's not how much you love, but how much you are loved by others. And I said, Vinny was that kind of guy. Mm. Everybody loved Vinny. I go, he's up in heaven right now, rock and roll heaven, playing with his brother Dimebag. And uh, I said, thanks so much for having me here, and God bless you. You know, boom. But I don't know where that came from. Right. I don't know why that story happened either, so there's a lot of confusion <laughs> in this. Um, 
So what we learned from that story really is that we know we've sold at least one of those kiss caskets. <laughs> Are those moving? Are the caskets moving, Ace? I have nothing to do with the kiss caskets and all the other crazy. I, you know, I was in that, that's all Gene. It's all Gene. But do you get a little, are you still getting a little taste of all that stuff? Or did oh, you sign I still that get, away? Oh, I still get checks. Yeah. If my, if my picture's on it, I'm getting the check. I th- no, there was the rumor that you and Peter had signed that stuff away uh, in the 90s at some point. That's not the case. I don't know. What, Peter sold his makeup. You know, what? I licensed my makeup to kiss. But he sold his. He wanted He wanted a drop uh, one-time yeah. fee. They gave him a big figure, and uh, now he doesn't get any checks. You know, but I still get checks for merchandising and so on and so forth. Well, that was genius on your part, right? What's Peter doing right now? Probably regretting that. Yeah, and I wish he would put out a record because he has talent. He still has talent, even though he's 72. You know, you're never too old. I mean, I just, I was just in the hotel, and before I split, um, what's his name? I met him in San Diego when he performed at the Spreckles Theater. Um, who's that actor? Give us a hint. Who, who's the actor with the beard? And the, uh, he was in a cowboy movie. He was in... Uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, Mickey Rourke has a beard? No. No, um, he wrote some great. He was he was married to Rita Coolidge. Oh, Chris Christopherson. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's still doing it. Yeah. And I what? He's in his eighties now, singing great. When I saw him at the Spreckles Theater with Rachel, all he he stood up there alone with an acoustic guitar and sang all the songs he wrote. Yeah. Blew me away. We went backstage, took some photos. He was very gracious. Did he do it for the good times? Of course he did, right? Yeah. What was that film he was in? The Star Is Born. No, the cowboy movie. Was it uh, not the Unforgiven? The uh, no. was it the uh, well, One Eye Jacks? Not one. Something like that. <laughs> oh, what? No, no. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Rose? Something with a rose? No. Uh, Are you looking up? I'm looking up right now. All right, this I want to say McCabe and Mrs. Miller, but that was Warren Beatty, right? All right, well, it's not. I guess it's not important what the name of the film was, but guess what again, Ace, it's very important. <laughs> okay, you guys go for it. Yeah, uh, we gotta just pull up Chris Christopherson's movies with Billy, Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. You think of that? Mm, I'm not sure. No, there was one year. Some with Jackson in it, or uh, it's got to be mid seventies, I would say, Garen. Maybe late. Semi tough stars born vigilante force. Sailor who fell from grace with the sea. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Bring me the head of Alfredo Garcia. Bloom in love. Cisco Pike. No, what the hell are you thinking of? It might be is it Cisco Pike. I know he was in this cowboy movie, and uh, me and Rachel also brought another couple, and the guy Victor is a Chris Christopherson freak, and he looked at. His boots, and he says, "Is I'll just say Cisco Pike because that may have been the film." Okay. He goes, "Are those the same boots you wore in Cisco Pike?" And he goes, "Yeah." Jesus Christ! Wow. Yeah, he's got forty-year-old boots. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, well, if, if, if it's good, you know, feels good, wear it. You know, yeah, what are right. you gonna do? But how that guy's an insane fan to recognize yeah, a guy's boots. It's not he like the Space Ace boots from the, right. the Destroyer rec- tour. He recognized the boots he wore in the film. That's insanity. Uh, Not really for a fan. I, Come on, Kiss fans are worse than that. How many, I mean, were they really distinctive boots? Like, did they have some crazy pattern on them or something? I didn't really take notice. I actually yeah. heard Garrett, about it those after, boots. After, we were, <laughs> after I left. But, you know, I mean, the 
when when I'm concerned when I'm confused about what I've done, I just call up a couple of people that are like have followed my career since day one, and they give me the answer like that because I can't remember the dates. Well, you don't. It's not your responsibility. Right? Exactly. Well, you, you you know, I, I was riding this roller coaster. You know, you know. Somebody said to me, "What was it like being in Kiss in the heyday?" I go, "It was like riding a roller coaster and not being able to get off." Because we just continually worked. If we weren't touring, we were in the studio. If we weren't in the studio, we were making a silly movie for Hanna-Barbera, or we were doing TV or interviews or whatever. It was just a nonstop roller coaster ride. But and, but it's also a great analogy because if when you left the group, they were not uh, at at their peak anymore. Like the music had changed a little bit, so it's almost the roller coaster going down where you guys had to climb. You're zipping around. I think they were on like a one of those kitty coasters. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, sorry, guys, but you know, once I left, it kind of went downhill. Yeah, those were some good albums, though. Right after you left, that's the yeah. I, well, it, well, Paul and Gene write good songs. Yes, yeah. they always have, and they always will. I mean, on this new album, me and Gene wrote two songs together: the first and the third. You know, that's uh, what are the titles? That's I, on uh, Spaceman here. That's uh, without you, I'm nothing. Yeah, that and your wish is my command. Yeah, which I got to imagine. Those are both Gene's titles. I was going to say that those sound like yeah. Gene titles. But I wrote ninety-five percent of the lyrics, and of course you did. Ace, he's too busy trying to sell stuff. <laughs> you got caskets. No, to move. I'm just telling the truth. <laughs> I know you are. You, you know you're making the music, and he's out but there the songs, selling toilet the paper. The songs we wrote effortlessly. We wrote those two songs in three hours. You got together, you and Gene. You hadn't talked in years, right? There was uh, some animosity at some point, but you said, "Let's get together." And, and you sat down and you wrote some songs. Mm-hmm. But you never wrote songs in the old days. Maybe just one, right? Did you co-write one with him in the well, early days? Legal, uh, legally, no. But okay. we, we did, We did. Kind of, for instance, the breakdown in Cold Gin. You know that part? That's all Gene. Ah. But he didn't take credit for it. He goes, hey, it's your song. You know? And there were times when I, I would help I'd give Gene an idea for one of his songs, and I'd say, it's your song. I don't want any credit for that part. Mm-hmm. And, and that happened in the early days, you know? And one of the reasons we did that was because we had a contract that we were sharing all the publishing, no matter who wrote the song. So we were, I was gonna make the same amount of money whether I, I wrote the song or not. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that part. Well, that's why they fired Bill O'Coin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course, now it's different. Um, <laughs> hey, since you brought it up, uh, let's uh, let's dive into uh, the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's been written that you guys didn't know what it was going to be. You thought it was going to be the, uh, like the Beatles, uh, and you show up, and it's this sci-fi uh, ridiculous thing that we all stayed home on a Saturday night to watch because our heroes are going to be in a movie and then we all didn't know what the fuck to say on Monday when we didn't go, oh, oh shit, that thing clunked. Uh, did you, on the set, were you happy? You were unhappy? Like, hey, what the shit are we doing here? Why are we doing it? Well, we were told originally it was going to be like, you know, a hard day's night. Right. And it turned out to be something different. <laughs> and it's called the Kiss Meets the Phantom. Uh, Kiss Meets uh, the Phantom of the, the Park. park yeah, right. yeah, with uh, Anthony Zerber. Yeah. Zer- Zerby? Zerba? Zerba. Who, of course, you remember from nothing else. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, he was in The Matrix. He was not. If you say The Matrix. We're all in The Matrix. <laughs> We're all. No, 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 no. He was in The Matrix 2. Was he really? Three. Absolutely. Garen, look that up. That's incredible. Because I'm willing to. Uh, you like to bet, you said. 
I'll bet you a thousand dollars that Anthony Zerbe was in the Matrix. Are you cool? The second or third number. Are you cool if we only bet a dollar? <laughs> no, I don't I, like. I, I, I don't have when kiss I casket bet, money. I bet. I uh, I am not going to take that bet for the thousand dollars. I wouldn't if I were you because I'm pretty good when it comes to movies. All right, hang on. He's looking it up. In the, he was in. A, he was, was in either in the second or the third uh, Matrix film. I would have guessed he died in 1994. Look it up. He was in the Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. All I can do is apologize. You don't yeah. have to apologize. Jimmy, you, you've never right. seen any of the Matrix movies. Did no, we, I have. Does this make you want to see them now? No. The first <laughs> Matrix movie changed my life. And I'm good friends with one of the guys that was in the film, uh, the guy who was the traitor. And he goes, I know I'm eating meat. And I know it uh, tastes yeah. like steak, but it's not. Oh, uh, Joey Pants? Yeah. Pantoliano. And yeah. Joey Pants, you know, I've gone to meetings with him. He's sober. He's in my... Close circle of uh, friends. Are we supposed to say that he, you go to meetings with him? Is that uh, is he very uh, vocal about being? Uh, I don't think he uh, objects to. Okay, uh, just want to make sure. Just uh, letting people know that he's clean and sober. There were I, I'm in there. proud of it. You know, uh, Chicago guy Joey Pants, if I'm not mistaken. Great actor. Very good actor. Yeah. Risky business. Yeah, he's great in that early part. Yeah, that was Midnight Run, who, great who, in that. Who are you talking about, Joey? Your fucking friend, <laughs> who? Joe, Joey Joe, Pants. Joe he was in. He was in Risky Business. Wasn't he the, oh, one yeah. of the he, bad guy? He's he is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. He's the uh, what's his character's name in Risky Business? Damn it! Every frat boy in the world is going to be mad at me right now. But I can't pull this. <laughs> what a shame! <laughs> yeah, what a shame. Those those are good people. Guido. Uh, yeah, Guido the Killer Pimp. Remember, Joey's the, a great actor. Yeah. I've been to his house. You know, he's got all these awards on the wall. Yeah. I was sitting in his office with him, and uh, I mean, he's no Billy Zorba. He's a sweetheart. In fact, I think I'm going <laughs> to see him in Florida after I do the Kiss Cruise. Yeah, because my sponsor, Jimmy Genta. Uh, oh, you got Genta? Huh? Go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> my sponsor, Jimmy Genta, who's still my sponsor for the for like. Yeah. He's the guy who busted me. During the DeLorean affair, when I was driving through White Plains in the DeLorean going, you know, 50 miles against traffic on the Bronx River Parkway, yeah. he was the arresting officer. Oh, is that right? Now oh, he's wow. your sponsor. Now he's been my sponsor for, God, 40 years. And you wrote about that in the song Rock, Sol uh, Rock Soldiers, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think I wrote it about Jimmy. I just No, no, about that experience, the DeLorean. Oh, yes, 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 you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. Should I call Eddie Trunk? Is he good at uh, to, uh, help us out Eddie with Eddie Trunk's this? pretty good. He knows everything about me. I know he does. Um, and he'll tell you so. And he's over a good friend. Eddie's responsible. Eddie was responsible for getting me signed to Megaforce Records. In, uh, what, 87? Yeah, you know, the Fairly's Comet. Right. We did two or three albums, and then I found out that uh, <laughs> things weren't the way they should be. I'm not going to call anybody a crook, but... <laughs> But somebody was a crook, and that's well, somebody. You know what business we're in. We're in the music crook? business. I mean, the majority of the people in the music business at one point or another have been ripped off. Yeah. You know, and I've been ripped off several times. Um, what are you going to do? You're gonna Keep take going. Yeah. Make great records. Right? You're making I'm not getting ripped off today, so. No, you're, you're winning here today. It's because I'm cognizant of what's going on. All right, um, so it's about the Matrix again. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to let me give me a pen? I'll draw an interlocking O. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but you're not allowed to look. I was hoping this would happen. <laughs> and then I'm gonna ask you guys. Wait, no, no, that, no don't, don't run it. That, that has no support. Oh, that's a block. That's, uh, a, that's yeah, a block. Yeah, yeah. That's a scrim of some sort. Can you hold it? Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm gonna draw this in ten seconds, and okay, I'll give you twenty seconds to see if you can copy it. Okay. 
It's the weirdest challenge ever. Are you timing me? No, he didn't know what the fuck was happening. Well, okay. Seconds. We started at like 27. I'll go to 37. Oh, you're doing the interlocking go? I might be 12 minutes. 12 minutes? I thought you said 10 seconds. Right, that's 10 seconds. I'm in 10 seconds. 12 seconds. Are we that's almost done? Gio, does this 12. happen often, this interlocking go nonsense? Uh, okay. All right. Can, okay. You, can you do that in 20 seconds? Okay. Jimmy, my you're, my you're guess up. is, uh, first of all, don't throw oh, a we're, 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 we're videotaping this. Yeah, here. Oh, so. Elliot, can you get in on yeah, that? I, I got it. All right, well, I got it. Am I allowed to look at that one for... Yeah, uh, absolutely. As a, you need to use that. As my source material? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, Matt, uh, uh, stop the clock. Ready? Tell me when to go. Set. Go. <laughs> okay. There. And we go like this. Like that. This goes like that. This goes like that. Uh, damn it. So that's 10. Oh, 11, is, it, oh is it really? I have 12. more time than that? No, I'll give you 20. I heard. 25. Uh, I screwed it up. <laughs> nah, I screwed it. It's right there. That's where I screwed it up. All right, listen. That's it's right. tough well, to do. Try, There's try. a trick that, to that, do. Well, uh, you want to try it? Yeah, yeah, I'll try it. Okay. He's going to try it. Someone else All has right. to time me, though. We can put this away. No, no, no I, I don't. We want don't have to hide anymore. <laughs> well, All right, here. Oh, yeah. Do you want this? Yeah. Well, mine's not. Is mine atrocious? No, look at mine. Is mine atrocious? It's not bad. Where is it? Don't, we don't need Ace to chime in. It is atrocious. <laughs> it's not bad, but it looks a little remedial. Yes, I've never done this before, Ace. I'm not an expert interlocking O guy. All right, you ready? You should uh, save those for Pcat. All right, he's gonna go. Yeah, One, two, idea. three, go. Okay. Oh, who's timing? Three. Oh, I am. I, I am. am. Well, I'm already Versace. done. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, really do it. I can't. I'm no, really do it. Okay, okay. It's that almost be... impossible to <laughs> do unless you know the trick. That's in the top three funniest things you've ever I will show you the trick after you. Are you going to show you how it's Wait, done? Wait, no, he's going to do it. No, no, I'm going to try. All right, okay. I'll tell you when to go. Ready? Go. Mm. Oh, You're lost doing, already. Yeah, I know. He's totally. You're 18 seconds, 19. You're already uh, at 19 seconds, Matt. <laughs> We're losing Gio. Yeah, go, Gio. Do uh, your thing. Mm, mm, mm. Oops, I ran out of paper. <sighs> I'm guessing you're doing it wrong. Uh, I did do it wrong. Wait, oh, that goes like this. Ace, this was your premise. Why are you tuning out? Get back here. Well, you know, I, I learned this when I used to hang out in bars. You know, you learn the match trick, the coin tricks. There we go. All that stuff. And How much is, time was I, that? You know, yeah. I don't know, 45 seconds. <laughs> Wait a minute. Which one's yours, Matt? This is a little better than his. Oh, yeah, like mine I missed, blows. I missed one piece there, like that. Yeah. Yours okay, is good. let me show you how to do it. And you right, here's watch. the trick. Okay. You start from the center and go... And you make the loops. Well, that looks like so a you're making swastika. swastika. Yeah. <laughs> we did do the S's in the Kiss logo, so uh, there's go. a chance our man's in there. <laughs> ah. Okay. And you got yeah. it. Boom. Yeah. I did it a little quickly. and yeah, But you nice. line up the lines. You, know, yeah, yeah. you can okay. do it in 10 seconds, or you can say 15 seconds. Hey, do me a favor. Sign one of those. Sign that, yeah. and, and uh, with your permission. To Jimmy. No, no, no. no. Uh, we're going to auction that off for our charity. Oh, okay. There we go. Awesome. Can't forget the ace. Right? <laughs> Love it. Without an ace in my deck. All right, Ace Fraley is our guest. Let's go, let's go back to the movie for a half a second, Ace, and then we'll take another break. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you enjoy the experience? Did you hate the experience? Were you in, The next day when you saw the reviews, were you embarrassed by it? What? Or the, the movie. Oh. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing the film, except for I had a run with the uh, producer, director, or whatever. Uh 
and it all, I don't, I'm not gonna talk about that. But did I have fun with, yeah, I had fun doing the film. Uh, I had the most fun when we were shooting at Magic Mountain because they closed Magic Mountain at 6 a.m., 6 p.m., mm-hmm. and then we'd have the run of the park. I mean, you know, we couldn't go on rides, but I was smart enough to buy a moped and like zoom around. Yeah, yeah. The whole I'd ride around the whole park. A couple times I'd crash because I had one too many beers. But <laughs> but you know, I had a lot of fun. And uh, to this day, I think the movie. I don't have a problem with the film. Paul and Gene always are quoted saying they hate the movie. I think it's it's just a fun rock and roll movie, and you should take it for what it is just a light campy rock and roll movie you know they took it so seriously you know they you know they were expecting gone with the wind at the end of the right that makes <laughs> after sense. the final cut i mean come on it's a rock and roll movie i think we were too though as kids i think maybe that's what happens we thought because you guys were so theatrical and so great we just assumed here comes this movie that's going to be equivalent to the records to, to the concerts and when it wasn't i think that was the the letdown as opposed to just seeing it for the fun uh, silliness that it is I, you just take it for what it is you know my stuntman was black yeah and he was the guy who did the flips and like i said i had a run with the with the director and i split one day and then there was the fight scene in the chamber of horrors and uh, I'm supposed to be fighting Frankenstein, and there was one scene where Frankenstein threw me against a, a pillar, and it was pretty obvious it wasn't me. It right. was a black guy if you freeze the <laughs> So my stuntman was kind enough to uh, take over my part, but that was only one day. You were there for the rest of it. I was there for the rest of and it. And if you, on that note, did you, uh, is, is, have you ever, did you ever miss a gig because of uh, your uh, Extracurricular activities. No, I was. I, yeah, I always was. The, I always came through live. I'd save the crazy partying for after the. Yeah. After. But isn't there one famous story of you uh, in Irvine where uh, you almost didn't make it in the reunion tour? There was a series of events that happened. I was in New York. The concert was in L.A. I had to fly three thousand miles. Uh, I did have a little too much to drink, but that really didn't affect. The, what happened I had a, a canvas cover over my pool and a deer walked over there oh, no. and fell into the pool Jeez. and my wife went and kid went crazy of course they go the deer's drowning and we had to call the police that, you know we had to have the pool drain pull out the deer carcass because he did drown because oh, there's no way we could have saved him he was stuck under the canvas it's also he heavy through. and yeah so uh, that was a huge upset, and I said, "I'm gonna, you know, you got, I got to take a later flight." You know, th- this event happened, and uh, finally, I, I got the last flight I could get, and hopefully, I was going to make the sold-out show. So I took my daughter with me, you know, and uh, we landed in LAX, and they, somebody met us at the gate. We ran upstairs, hopped in a helicopter, landed. Uh, in the parking lot of our Vine Meadows, and I had 30 minutes to put my makeup on, and that was the fastest I ever put the Is makeup right? on. Some of the lines were a little crooked, but <laughs> I got through the show. Now, but Tommy Thayer was standing there like this in my makeup and costume waiting to take my place. Wanting to take your place probably as well, right? Uh, well, because wasn't he the tour manager at the time? Is that what he was? Or yeah, the, uh, he was, was your a, guitar he tech. He was the road manager. Road manager. He was the road manager for the reunion tour. Okay, he's a nice guy. I don't have anything against Tommy. You know, it's, the, the fans aren't too happy with him. He's a good guitarist, don't yeah. you think? Well, right. he's, he's not. He's not as good as me. He's not ace. Nobody's ace. <laughs> yeah, 
And you, uh, John Five was telling me that Gene was talking to John about me when he brought uh, John Five brought uh, Gene to the Sabon Theater when I played performed here in L.A. Yep. And Gene was going, "You see what Ace is doing? The way he plays, you know, because I get I get harmonics and stuff by hitting the." string with not only the pick but my finger at the same time mm. it's a technique that a lot of guitar players don't use and you know it, it's something that that i've developed over the years and you know it's uh it's indicative of my style and that's probably why a lot of guitar players try to emulate me and they do right i mean as you mentioned so many at least in my generation when i was again in Manson high school everybody wanted to be ace fraley Everybody was like you. You and Jimmy Page were the two. Maybe Nugent a little bit at the time. Uh, he's a good friend. He's a good guy. Good patriot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm being sarcastic. Yes, he's, he's patriot. Exactly. He's horrible. He's um, <laughs> uh, horrible. Uh, I know he's your friend. I disagree. Um, but we all. Everybody wanted to be you guys. I mean, that's mm. what it comes down to. So if they're emulating your style or just wanting to be that sort of rock star, that was our generation, and uh, that's just got to be a trip, right? Yeah, he's a great marksman, Ooh, but I'm, I'm, I'm right behind him. You him up. He, he invited me to a, a barbecue at his house, and he had bowling pins set up, and he had a couple of Uzis. <laughs> so he goes, hey, see any good at this? I go, I'll give it a shot. I, I, personally, I have my own Uzi, and I've practiced with it. <laughs> on my friend's property in upstate New York. But to make a long story short, Ted got up first. He's showing off to like all the people around. Them. You know, he invited the Kiss Road crew. So he shot 20 out of 20, you know, and he said, all right, Ace, you, your time, your turn. And, you know, they set him back up. And I think I got 19 out of 20. And he was, everybody was going, Ooh. woo. How did Ted feel about that? I don't think he expected me to be yeah. that good of a shot. He didn't like it. He didn't like it. Nah, me and Ted are close. Yeah. Ace, you got to get out of that relationship. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a horrible He's a human sweetheart. being. Ace. He's a horrible human being. <laughs> Lovely wife. I imagine she's Very a Very friendly. Uh, He's got some great kids, too. What I do you mean, think of that uh, solo in Stranglehold? You got a. Uh, Stranglehold? Uh, Ted's in Stranglehold by Ted I Nugent. don't pay attention to anybody else's record. <laughs> All right, you self involved. <laughs> He's literally saying, no, I don't not have, a good guitar. I don't have time <laughs> to listen to anybody else's record. <laughs> He's literally saying exactly <laughs> what we're saying. Self um, All right, let's take a break. Ace, can we, uh, we talk into playing a song when we come back in the next break? Will yeah, you, will you play something for us? I, I can doodle around. Yeah, well, that'll be uh, that'll be a thrill. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll be back, and I'll be able to say, uh, we got a little surprise for you tonight. <laughs> okay. to turn the microphone over to Ace Freely. Shock me! You want me to sing? No, not with an acoustic. Damn it. Yeah, sing. Do the whole shot. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll be back right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Ace Freely's on Twitter at Ace underscore Freely, F-R-E-H-L-E-Y. And he's on Instagram at Ace Freely Official. His album, Spaceman, the new the new album, Spaceman, is out October 19th. Check it out. I'm sure it'll be on all the major platforms that you get music on these days. And uh, you will enjoy that. And uh, you'll hear a little bit of him playing later, so that's fun. Jimmy Pardo is going to be at Flappers in Burbank October 19th and 20th. He's going to Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, November 9th and 10th with band, with guitar and drums, as we talked about earlier in this show. And then Never Not Funny, he's going to the East Coast at the end of October. Middle East and Cambridge Mass is sold out, I'm sorry to say. Draft House in D.C. also sold out, I'm sorry to say. So your one shot, uh, don't miss it, is October 27th. 
2 p.m. matinee show at Zatter's American Dream Theater in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Jimmy's also doing stand-up that night. If you want to go to both shows, you can save a little money with a package deal. Just go to nevernotfunny.com, click our tour link. You'll see a link to uh, tickets to that show and anything else we've got coming up. For Jimmy's stuff, go to jimmyparta.com, click his tour link, and enjoy. Hello, Fresh. Hello, Jimmy. As your family's getting back into the swing of school schedules, let HelloFresh take the guesswork out of meals week after week, Matt. Mmm, delicious. Even amidst the after-school chaos, HelloFresh's meal kits make it easy to decide what to do for dinner and have family meals ready in 30 minutes. That's a half an hour, Matt. That's nice and easy, just the way I like it. Well, not to mention, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Easy-to-follow recipes, pre-measured ingredients. HelloFresh! Hello, Jimmy. Comes in handy on those hectic school nights. Boy, they're doubling, they're tripling down on this school theme. (laughs) When your to-do list is a mile long or you're busy chauffeuring the kids to practices and study groups. Your kids go to study groups? Um, they have an after-school program that they go to where they do their homework. They do it there, though. They yeah. don't, they're not going off campus. No. Hey, Julie's having a study oh, group. Oh, no. Not, I know what you're talking about. No, they don't do that. What about Charlie? No. He's doing great. Not doing that in kindergarten? <laughs> he's in first grade now. What's going on? Yeah, he's, you know, that's how it goes. You In kindergarten one year, the next year you move up. I see. What happens after that year? Then you go second grade. I see. And then it just continues? Sure enough, way? third grade comes next. I see. Then right. you got fourth grade. Well, then certainly it stops there. Nope, then you got fifth grade. Oh, I see. But then it's over. You're done. You get All your schooling's in. No, then you got sixth grade. I see. But then th- certainly that's enough. No, then you got seventh grade. Seven years of education. <laughs> then you're done. You're not even close because then you've got eighth grade. Eighth grade, and that's where you get a doctorate? Nope. And then you got ninth grade. Wait a minute. So that's where you get a master's. No, you're still in regular school at this point, and then you have to go to 10th grade. All right. But then that's enough, right? I mean, nice t- even number. T- nice, t- right. Ten. One to 10. Boom. Decade. That's Dec- what you would think, but you would be wrong. It goes to 11. I see. Like, like spinal like tap. tap. <laughs> but then again, it doesn't because then it goes to 12. I see. And then that's it. You're done. No, then you go to college. Yeah, some people don't. How, did, how dare you judge? <laughs> uh, listen, with I just want to keep that going as long as possible. Hello, fresh. Uh, you can get two uh, two meals out of one with HelloFresh leftovers at school or work lunches the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's even a one-pot recipe on the menu every week for those busy weeknights when maximum flavor with minimal cleanup is ideal. Love it. Listen, you guys are using HelloFresh. Yeah, it's great. Right? Delish. It's great. Uh, you've enjoyed uh, many... Uh, have you enjoyed many recipes? I have enjoyed many recipes. Very good. Do you have a favorite so far? I like the fajitas. You love them? Yeah, they're really good. But everything's good. I mean, true I, or false? I was in my thirties, and I, until I realized that wasn't pronounced vagina. <laughs> true or false? True. No, false. Huh. That's stupid. You were twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah, twenty-nine and a half. But I was twenty-nine turning to thirty. It was my birthday dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Hope you like fajitas. What fajitas? I didn't order fajitas. <laughs> I ordered the fajitas. <laughs> That's what happens when you don't grow up in a. Like I grew up in the Northeast, I didn't, I wasn't exposed to good Mexican food for years. When's the first? We, we didn't. Have, we we had burritos and tacos. That was yeah. that was it. Maybe a tostada. Like you could get the old El Paso kit at the supermarket to make tacos, but that's ridiculous. That's just a bunch of spice dust in your hamburger meat, and then you throw it into a hard shell. That's not real Mexican food. No, but but I guess my point was I I didn't hear the I truly did not hear the word fajita. Until right. I was maybe in my late twenties. Yeah, I was probably in college or something. No, yeah. maybe high school. No, you're younger than me. That, that makes sense. Yeah, it's about the time that fajitas became a national craze. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of did. It went from never hearing about them to always hearing about them. Yeah, and you can hear about HelloFresh by going to hellofresh.com/pardo60, and that's going to get you sixty bucks off. 
That's $20 off your first three boxes by going to HelloFresh.com slash Pardo60, and then you enter the code Pardo60. That is P-A-R-D-O, then the numbers six and zero, Pardo60. It's like receiving six meals free when you go to HelloFresh.com slash Pardo60, and you enter the code Pardo60. HelloFresh! That's fresh, baby. Man, now you're part of Amazon Prime, right? Of course. Well, let me tell you something, buddy. In addition to fast, free shipping, you can also have great entertainment delivered to you instantly through Prime Video Channels. Let me hear more about that. Well, I tell you, buddy, Prime Video Channels, you can add and watch over 100 channels on an Amazon, no cable required. Oh, cool. So, yeah, like I already watch shows like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. It's one of my favorite shows. But you're saying I can get uh, other channels within Amazon Prime and just have it all in one place. Exactly. And you're only going to pay for the channels you want. Okay. You create a TV lineup you love from premium and specialty channels like Showtime, Mm -hmm. Stars, HBO, CBS All Access, Noggin, PBS Kids, PBS Masterpiece, Acorn TV, and BritBox. Those are those are just examples. All right, cool. I like the idea of the simplicity of having it all within one app. You know, whatever device you're on, you don't have to jump around a million different places and keep logging in all over the place. You just go to Amazon and you get the channels that you like to watch. And then you could, uh, you know, it's easy to binge watch. Yeah. All sorts of stuff like that. It's very, it's very exciting. I like the idea that you only pay for the channels you watch. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right? You know, I'm not watching, uh, you know, the, the Pottery Channel. You're not watching RPM. Is that a channel? <laughs> it should be. I got news for you. I am. I love it. <laughs> Speeds rotations zone. per minute. <laughs> just a guy. Isn't that a cha- isn't there like a car racing channel called RPM? I think you're right. Yeah. There's, there's speed. 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 And you know I got the need. Need for speed. The problem with that channel is that you, if you go under 50 miles an hour, then the TV Everybody dies. explodes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all channels start. Uh, oh, here. Wait, let me tell you about the fall content. Ballers on HBO. Mm-hmm. Season our, our friend Rob Corddry is on that. Damn right he is. Yeah. My buddy The Rock's on that, too. Are you friends with him? Did I? I never told you that The Rock and I went to school together. That must have been hard for you, because I know that you can't smell meat cooking. Hey, brother. That's a good piece of business. That was a good joke that I kind of <laughs> stepped on. Sorry about that. Sorry. Season 9 of Shameless on Showtime. Even live NFL on CBS All Access. All channels start with a free trial, so you can get a seven-day free trial of all the channels you haven't tried yet. Oh, cool. Uh, watch your subscription through the Prime Video app on over 650 connected devices or online at Amazon.com. Yeah, I don't know if people know this. They even have Amazon Prime on uh, Apple TV now, which they didn't for a while, but it's very convenient for me. I use the Apple TV, and uh, it's great to have all my stuff there so I don't have to hook up a different device to watch one thing. I've got Apple TV on one of the televisions. My other TV does not. Uh, it's got apps on it. It's got Roku or something. Uh, it's or got, just its own. It's got its own, and uh, I don't know how to update it to get newer hmm. apps. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that, like that, I have that Roku TV that it just you can just go into the menu and find the the new apps whenever you need to. Oh, is that right? But so there must be a way. For, is it a Samsung? I'm not comfortable. L- with you don't look at LG. LG, yeah. yeah. Uh, pay for the channels you want with Prime Video channels. Start your free trials of over 100 channels. Life's good, huh? With LG. <laughs> By visiting tryprimechannels.com slash Pardo. That is T-R-Y-P-R-I-M-E-C-H-A-N-N-E-L-S dot com slash Pardo. Tryprimechannels.com slash Pardo. That is tryprimechannels.com slash Pardo. To start your free trial of over 100 channels with Prime Video Channels. Amazon Prime. A better way to watch. Hmm.
Hey everybody, welcome back to the program. Uh, we're here with Ace Fraley, the legendary guitarist from Kiss. Uh, we have a, we, we've had a, this guitar in the studio. Uh, Dave Hill, comedian Dave Hill, used it once, and it's never had any use. It's just sat there. We've never had a reason to break that thing out. Uh, this is not Ace has never even seen this guitar before. It's slightly below my standards. I would imagine it is. <laughs> this is your guitar, Garen? It was my dad's guitar that he's had for years, and he gave it to me. He gave it to you. No, okay, I won't say anything negative then. Yeah. It's not a bad guitar. My suggestion is put lighter gauge strings on it. Okay, again, Ace has just sat in the corner for the last That's nine all years. Right. all right, so Ace is going to play a little something for us. What are you going to do, Ace? Remember, uh, this is the rhythm part that goes under the solo for Snowblind. It's a little complicated. Playing that crazy lead over yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But it's tricky. It's a tricky rhythm part. That and that's off. That uh, that's off the uh, the 1978 when you guys released four solo albums on the same day. You're celebrating the 40th anniversary mm -hmm. of those. Yeah. Uh, where are Where are we right now? We're in Los Angeles. I'm back. Back in the L.A. groove. I'm back. Back in the L.A. What that theme is, you can give up. I'm going to say Peter Gunn. I gave up. What is it? Bond. James, I don't know. Oh my God, I, Matt! Please tell the what, Ace, about what movie series I don't like. Danger. You got it. Damn right, I got it. Right. I didn't uh, get the last one. Who's this? Pull it. What do you Jimmy, got? Jimi Hendrix. What what song? Uh is it Cross Town Traffic or something? Uh, something like that. I'm embarrassed. It's a, I don't it's know a tricky part. Boy, I'm sorry. I don't know the rest today. of the song. That's the only part I know. That's like, yeah, I, I didn't recognize it in acoustic because it's so iconic. Yeah. Everybody recognizes this from the first record. Mirror. That's off the uh, Ace's first solo album. Uh, it, this is a great song by The Who. Sing it. You're a lead singer. No, I remember. Right. Down, 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 
generation. Cause we get around talking about my generation. I don't remember the lyrics. Talking about my generation. Die before I get old. Talking about my generation. My generation, baby. Don't we just fade away? Now he's remembering. Don't try and dig what I we all say. He stutters in it. Try to big, big sensation. I'm just talking about my g- 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 generation. My generation. My generation. Big word now, modulation. Uh, modulation. He modulates once half a step. All right. Thank you for enjoying. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. It was just silly stuff. Yeah, Did a lot around. Excuse the mistakes, but you know, is no, that a practice? Nobody's going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, other side there, Gio. I, I guess I probably should do that. Thank you for the use of the guitar. Uh, that was your dad's. Yeah. Yeah. Garen. Yeah, he's had it. He okay. had it for years and years, and then uh-huh. thank you, Gio. Wow. To me. If you put. Uh, a set of lighter gauge strings it'll be easier to play for the rock musicians okay but you know Take you don't have to do it it's just <laughs> well, might as well just a little tip go down to guitar center get yourself some lighter just some lighter gauge lighter, strings lighter on gauge. it yeah you can yeah. then you can bend the strings a little easier mm-hmm. you know what ace i've been saying it to these guys like you know what that guitar is here but you put some lighter gauge strings on that then that thing's gonna hum we're not singing folk songs here let's get real let's get some lighter do you know gauge the strings. Tr- do you know the trick with the with the matches um, no. Who's got, nobody's got matches got anymore. Matches. Oh no, it's no. no, we keep our temples clean. You don't have any stick matches? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, I'll do something real quick. Okay, here we go. Oh, where's the pad? You got the pad. Yeah. All right. Hold on. Well, we got to save this one. All right, here we go. This one's, this one's here, real the, easy. All right, here we go. This is another... This, one, uh, this one's real easy. Bar trick. Ace Fraley bar <laughs> it's trick. It's not really a bar trick. I don't know what you're doing anymore, Ace. Yeah. <laughs> is, it a, is it a magic trick? All right, here we go. We get the, we're, we're, well, we're bringing the scrim back. I would call it a magic trick. Are we supposed to be timing you again? No, this has nothing to do with timing. Does it have to do with the matrix? Can, <laughs> now we can lose that. Now we can lose that. Okay. All right. Okay. He didn't want to see you fold that paper over. <laughs> All right, this is a... Uh, what do you got? The one, two, three, right in order there. Just gonna f- finish it up with the four. Okay. All right. Pick a number between one and four. Okay. Those are the examples of the numbers here, Ray. Pick a number. Don't do anything. Don't you just snap pick a number at me. between Don't you any number. Snap at me. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. All right. Do I say it out loud? Yeah. Three. Turn it over. Turn it over. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> okay. The fact that I fell for now that. you know I'm from another planet. Yeah, you're right. All right. The name of the uh, the name of the uh, new album is Spaceman. We didn't get we didn't get into anything. We got into a couple of things, Ace. But yeah, uh, we can ask me anything you want. No, we're already gone. We're done. We're done. Right? You left the band. You came back. Yeah. And right. who knows what's going to happen next year? No, it's the 50th anniversary, right? I don't know. And there's chatter of uh, of you uh, rejoining, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. If the check's right, I'll do anything. Is it all about the money or you want to go out uh, on top? Well, it, it's about both. You know, at my age, you know, it's about the money, but it, actually it's more about the fans. You know, I've, I'm not crazy about doing a Kiss reunion if I was offered it, 
because I'm having so much fun doing my own thing and being my own boss and producing my own records. There's, you know, there's nobody looking over my back and telling me what to do. You know, when I was in Kiss, you know, I had to deal with huge egos and a gigantic machine. Right. And you have to be here at a certain place. You know, there's no leeway. But, you know, I would do it for the fans because I know the fans want it. So, uh, but, you know, obviously there'll be a big price tag involved. Sure. Obviously, Ace, you're not going to do it for nothing. You know, our last uh, reunion tour back in 96, the first year we grossed $250 million one year. Okay. So, uh, so, so I got a like, nice choice track. I was going to say, it sounds like you don't need the money. Why don't you just go out I don't need the money. I, I said I'd do it for the fans. But, you know, the money's important. Nobody works for free. Well, well, you make that to a very good point. Yeah. Uh, and would Peter come back for that too, or would you just? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you don't I, give a shit. All right, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. That's not what he said. <laughs> I love Peter. You know, if, if Peter, if they want Peter involved, if it happens, great. You know. Uh, All right. I'm just a freewheeling dude from the Bronx who stepped in shit <laughs> and got and, lucky. And it stuck, right? <laughs> Uh, all right, the new album is Spaceman. There it is. If you guys are if, you, if you're watching on video, uh, it comes out October the nineteenth. Uh, but go back and revisit uh, some of Ace's older stuff. The uh, the first one from '78 is uh, is flawless. Uh, great album. Trouble Walking is a great album. Space Invader. I enjoyed Space Invader. Ace. Yeah, it was a fun record. Right. Went to number nine on the Billboard chart. Nice. And then uh, the new one is Spaceman. Of course, you can listen to any of the uh, all the Kiss. Uh, uh, would you say Alive 2 is where you came alive? And I mean that, I, I hate to say that, but like with Shock Me on Alive 2, is that when everybody went, holy shit, Ace is also a great songwriter? Well, I remember doing, I, I remember how nervous I was. The first time I sang Shock Me was at Madison Square Garden in my hometown. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was nervous, but, I, you know, I was also, you got 20,000 people screaming, Ace, Ace, Ace. And then Gene, I think Gene and Paul announced it and said, you know, Ace is going to do his first lead vocal ever. You know, we broke into the song, you know, and I nailed it. Uh, once that happened, all of a sudden I said to myself, hey, I can sing lead too. So I started writing more songs and then consequently, uh, as you very well know, I started singing more songs on future records. Right. And in fact, there was one album, I think it was Unmasked, where I sang more songs than Gene, actually. You did. You got three. You got the Talk To Me, Torpedo Girl, and uh, Two Sides of the Coin, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Good songs. Fun, fun songs. You, you know, I like off? to write fun yeah. songs. <laughs> I'm not showing off. I'm just uh, filling in the gaps. <laughs> that, that's a great, that, that's, I think that's the most underrated Kiss album, is Unmasked. It's, uh, it it, it's poppier. Be. It uh, but it's a great power pop album for Yeah, the Elder wasn't a bad record. You know, the Elder gets a bad rap, and especially it did for me initially right. when I was involved with it because I thought it's not that it's a bad record; it was the wrong record for that time period. Right, I'll agree with Creatures, that. Imagine, just imagine if Creatures of the Night came out when the Elder did instead. Yep. In fact, somebody in I was doing an interview with Billboard. A couple of years ago, back in uh, New York, and and they said to me, "Hey, so what would have happened if the Elder never happened and Creatures of the Night was the next record?" I said, "There's a good chance I probably wouldn't have quit the band." Uh, you know, but during the during the recording of the Elder, I kept telling the guys, "This this album's not going to fly." Right. It's not going to. You know, it's and not they get, you know when, when people have a deaf ear to your your you know your feelings and your statements, you, you know you feel like, "Hey, what am I doing here?" Right. Time to scoot. Yeah. Uh, well, we thank you for being here. 
I'm great to be back. I'm great to have a new album out. Thank you so much for inviting me. You took away my name sheet, and I was going to oh. say everybody. There it is. <laughs> there it is. I'd like to thank you, Jimmy and Matt over here. Garen, thanks for letting me use your dad's it's guitar. My pleasure. And thank you, Elliot. Uh, and Geo, we thank you. And we thank Geo. And she's she went out of her way to come here today, even though it's her fifth wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. What's your husband's name, Geo? Bruce. Bruce. And is he back in New York? Yes. Uh, do, we, do you have kids? No. No. Uh, He's back in the New York groove. Back. <laughs> <laughs> back in the New York groove. I mean, have the pop culture piece. That's Garen Cocker. There's Geo over there in the uh, the PR seat. And just don't forget to put the Stravis in the have a silver sack. What the fuck did you say? <laughs> That was a different language. It sure was. <laughs> the fan favorite, Ellie Hooper, the Honcho Matt Bell. I'm going to say it. Our new friend, Ace Fraley. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. The Jim Jeffries Show on Comedy Central covers the most controversial issues through Jim's distinctive brand of comedy and global point of view. The Jim Jeffries Show podcast, on the other hand, is a slightly more podcasty version. Listen each week as Jim Jeffries and co-host Forrest Shaw sit down with friends and guests to discuss news, politics, and all the things Jim couldn't, wouldn't, and shouldn't say on TV. Subscribe now to the Jim Jeffries Show podcast and listen to new episodes every Wednesday on your favorite podcast app.